It is the year 2523. Somewhere in the Tea Garden system, a large, shabby space station circumscribes its lonely orbit, accompanied by significantly fewer vent biter corpses, charred escape pod debris, and visiting spacecraft than it was in earlier, happier, explodier times. There are few who would wish to visit the human exchange concourse under present conditions, and even fewer who succeed in securing permission to do so. Indeed, at the moment, there is no external activity at all, no indication of life on or around this far-flung oasis in space. But for the voice, the voices that can be heard within, that call throughout the Attention, humans of the fairgrounds. This is Frondernat of the Fugulnari Committee for the Management of Human Affairs with your Top of the Cycle Friendship Bulletin. It is the first cycle of Glorious Day 239 of the Fugulnari Ascension. And here's the news for the cycle. There's food! Of course, there's never been a shortage of nourishment available to humans since adopting the wholly efficient and very sensible policies laid out by the committee. But we are aware that the variety of what you people like to stuff in your noise holes has been rather curtailed these last few months. We have heard your feelings in the matter as well as the concerns of some folks at the ICSB Medical Advisory Bureau, who must surely have something better to be doing with their time, and we have taken these under consideration. And we are now pleased to announce that League Forces, in conjunction with the Bugulnari Hydrophyte Corps, have been successful in restoring the supply lines endangered by the intractability of certain deeply disturbed elements of the population. So starting next week, we will be increasing the ration of traditional human foodstuffs issued to eateries and other food vendors on the fairgrounds by a whopping 11%. You're welcome. Although I would like once again to point out that there is a plentiful surplus of our Fukumari developed human appropriate food substitute, NutraZoom NZ Blast Efficiency Shakes optimized for high-speed consumption, which a species hampered with a single dual-purpose respiration and ingestion orifice certainly ought to appreciate. NutraZoom is, of course, available to all of you completely free of charge at any official human requirement supply depot. Remember to pick some up during your next assigned shopping interval. And speaking of which, if you want a really efficient way to perk up your day, the committee is very pleased to announce the rollout of our brand new NutraZoom Premium Meat Varietals. All the flavor of your fellow members of the Kingdom Animalia in a convenient recyclable aluminum sucking pouch. Now available in sorrel beef, liver kelp, burdock tripe, and pastramaran. At the very reasonable price of five credits per dose. Meal. Now, that price is for ordinary, everyday humans, of course. Boosters get access to all these exciting new flavors for free. Just one of the countless perks available to participants in the Efficiency Partnership Booster Program. 
Isn't it time you got your headband today? Now, on to today's travel advisories. Please note that sectors Dalek through Zion are currently under full lockdown for a standard random cleanliness sweep. That, of course, applies to all offices, residences, cubicles, closets, cubby holes, and public areas. All humans in these sectors stay right where you are. Our friendly security staff will be coming through to clear you and get you on your way as swiftly and efficiently as possible. Now, your cooperation is essential to making sure this process goes smoothly. So if you end up late to work, well, you can blame your fellow humans for slowing things down, can't you? Due to new regulations regarding items to provide to gathering things through the fiber water, the following recreational towns are busy. fairgrounds with this cycle's actual news. Here are the facts. The human food shortage is very real, no matter what the committee and their boosters may say, but the shortage is not, as they would have you believe, caused by a lack of supply. While cargo shipments to or through the HEC over the last six months have decreased by 38%, food deliveries have gone down only by 12%, 5% less than the decrease in overall population. So, where is all the food? The Fooks, for reasons of their own, are rationing out only a fraction of what arrives on the fairgrounds. The rest, the resistance has learned, is being sent directly to storage, where most of it is simply rotting, uneaten. Which doesn't seem very efficient, unless there's some other reason the committee wants to make sure everyone's drinking that special nutrient goop of theirs. What could that be? We're not sure yet, but the resistance has managed to complete our preliminary chemical analysis of the Nutrizoom shakes, and we can now tell you with absolute certainty that Nutrizoom is made from... No, it's actually not people. We know a lot of you were worried about that, and we certainly wouldn't put it past the committee, but no. On the other hand, the truth is only slightly less disgusting. It's produced from an undifferentiated slurry of... <laughs> Fulgonari waste products. Apparently, they've been collecting their shed leaves, twigs, needles, and other detritus, throwing in a few nutrient additives and artificial flavors, and running the whole mess through an industrial blender before extruding it into those little silver packets. Utterly repulsive, but as far as we can tell, a theoretically adequate source of human nutrition, assuming you have no other options. But we're sure there must be some reason the committee is so heavily invested in getting everyone on their efficiency shakes and off-solid foods. So we'd advise you not to touch Nutrizoom, if at all possible. And if you don't want to take our word for it, you can consult with your taste buds. That stuff is just nasty. And that's the news. If any of you have any inside information you'd like to share with us here at Radio Free Fairgrounds, our latest HECnet proxy is still functional as of this broadcast, so keep those tips coming. We'd like to close again with another Samistat recording, retrieved from her cell in solitary confinement, where she remains as an uncharged political prisoner.
prisoner, a reading by Delilah Mallory of a poem by 19th century human writer Ella Wheeler Wilcox. And remember, we're all in this together, Fairgrounds. To sin by silence when we should protest makes cowards out of men. The human race has climbed on protest. Had no voice been raised against injustice, ignorance, and lust, the Inquisition yet would serve the law, and guillotines decide our least disputes. The few who dare must speak and speak again to right the wrongs of many. Speech, thank God, no vested power in this great day and land can gag or throttle. Press and voice may cry loud disapproval of existing ills. They criticize oppression and condemn the lawlessness of I don't care if you're getting faster. It's obviously not fast enough, since they're still jacking our frosting signal. You get those meat bags off my airwaves right this second, Rudy, or so help me, I will eat you down a frosting court. What, what? Oh, <laughs> please excuse that incredibly rude and ill-informed interruption in your official, authorized, and accurate top of cycle announcements. I'm sure all of you are far too sensible to pay attention to some insane ramblings full of lies, rumors, and Ganymede grease, yes? But before I go, I'd like to take a moment to remind all of you humans, once again, that the Vukulari Committee for the Management of Human Affairs enjoys a completely voluntary partnership with the League of Humans Executive Council. And the actions of the committee have the full weight and backing of League law. It's your own government asking for your cooperation here. Those of you who are feeling uncooperative, well, you're free to vote differently in the next election, aren't you? But I think you'll find that most of your fellow humans appreciate that the committee is here to look after you to help you, and most of all, to offer you a better and more efficient way of living. So I would suggest that it would be a better use of your time to work on rectifying whatever psychological flaws have led you to obstruct the sunlight of progress, rather than trying to drag your fellow humans back down into the compost heap of inefficiency with you. And I think that's all that needs to be said about that. As always, remember where you stand and await further instructions. Until next cycle, Rondradax out. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Alpha, Season 3, Episode 27. Life under the spreading green. Good morning to you, friend John. Oh, I must apologize. He was not expecting you to make such early risement, so he has yet to complete preparation of your matutinal cup of Joseph. And several minutes yet remain to the baking of the miniature Oh, but others should not be speaking when the morning coffee is not yet in French, John. Perhaps mm -hmm. French John could be preceding the breakfast with the hot shower on this day. Then Alpha may have everything in preparation by the time the cleansing is completed. 
Don't worry about it, Althar. I'm not, uh, I don't need breakfast today. Just the coffee is fine. I'm gonna skip the shower. But, but the coffee is not sufficient for human nourishment, friend John. Yeah, I know, but there are times when the coffee is all a human can handle. I'm not gonna starve for missing one breakfast, so just the coffee, okay? I'll be right out. Arthur hopes you are not displeased, Fred John, but he has made whipping up of a few pancakes, in case you may be grasping the handle of these. And there is, of course, the pot of java on the table for you also. Arthur, I said you didn't have to... Oh, wow, those smell amazing. at this time, or you are in a great rushing to commence your work duties, it would be a thing of great simplicity for Alpha to preserve the pancakes until you are wishing to consume them. It is only to ask. No, I actually am really hungry, and I don't have any work calls yet today. It's just... I guess I feel kind of guilty about eating all of these elaborate breakfasts while most of the other humans here are sucking down Fulgonari nutrient slurry let alone enjoying a nice hot shower while most folks are stuck using sonic scrubbers. But the full water services are included in the rent of French John, and depriving yourself of the showerings will not make them available to others. So Arthur does not believe this to be a useful sacrificing. Oh, would French John wish to offer the showering facilities of Sweet Sea to other humans? There is, of course, only the one bathing room, so a careful scheduling would be required. Other could perhaps draw up a rota. That's a nice thought, but I'm not sure how many humans would be comfortable showering that close to an Altorian. Ah, you are, of course, knowing your people best. But it cannot be hurting for Alvar to make announcement on Headnet that the hot water showerings are available, yes? And... Then those humans who may desire them can contact Althar and he can make assessment of demand. Unless friend John has objection to allowing these strangers to make visit for cleansing purposes. No, that's... Uh, you go ahead. You're right. We have the water access and it all gets recycled anyway, so it's not like we'll run out. Hmm. We might as well use it to help a few people feel a little bit better about their lives. I wish we could do the same with the breakfasts. Yes. The supplying of foodstuffs has been of increasing strain on the resources of Althar. Even with the help of his many friends among the vendors and shopkeeps of the fairgrounds. And if the latest news from the Resistance is to be believed, there is not even any reason for this. It is a vexment. Althar would very much wish to again enjoy the traditional human foods he has been missing these past several months. Wait, you haven't been eating any of these breakfasts? You've been giving all of it to me? John, Alvar made decision at the commencement of the rationing that he must cease his own consumings so that his dear friend John may be able to continue the relishment of traditional human foods. It is of no great difficulty as the people of Iltor have a vast assorting of other nutritional options that may be pursued. Although Alvar must admit that he has great desire to once again sample the stack of wheats. Oh... I'm sorry, buddy. I I didn't know. I, I thought you were... Uh, I can't really tell what you're eating on the other side of the curtain. This is of certainty, friend John. The shared breakfast time would be impossible otherwise. Right, but 
listen, there's no way I can eat this now, so... Oh, no! Please do not have concern with the noshing of Althar, friend John. Althar is well supplied with nutrition, and he is desiring very much for you to have enjoyment of the flapjacks. Well, then, here. I'll get way more enjoyment out of knowing you're having a good breakfast than I would out of eating it myself. Think nothing of it. I was planning on grabbing a Nutrizoom for breakfast anyway, so I'm no worse off than I was a few minutes ago. Have you tried any of those things yet? If Iltorians can eat almost anything, maybe they'd actually taste good to you. Oh no, friend John! The Nutrizooms are tasting of wretchedness and despair! Even the most unprejudiced Iltorian taste receptors must be perceiving that! Yeah. Well, wish me luck, friend because I'm going to go try out one of that new premium line today. I don't know if artificial meat flavor pairs well with wretchedness and despair, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Arthur believes this is most wise. What about you? I hope you've got something more pleasant planned for your day. Well, first, Arthur will make enjoyment of the unexpected pancakes that he has been gifted by his dear friend and roommate while he is reading the great volume of correspondence that was arriving this morning from Iltor. There has been such delay in the shipping and customs that there is over a week of letters awaiting the considerment of Alpha. And of course, Alpha must without doubt be making reply to many of these. And then he will make posting of the announcement at Hecknet with regard of the water services. And then, perhaps, perform the racing of a few small errands, if there is still time, before Althar is dropping onto the bridge. Commander Toriana has made an indication that she would like Althar to be there presenting himself more often. Although, like is perhaps a word of too great a strongness. The commander has many questionings about what is happening outside of human space, and Althar is one of the few persons on the fairgrounds who can make some answering of these. So, she is tolerating the presenting of Althar on the bridge, but Althar does not wish to abuse this privilege. It is a great responsibility. Uh, speaking of responsibilities, I should probably check in on the office sometime today. I've barely set foot in the place since HF went underground. Underground? Have the Fugalnari made internment of Mr. Fornes for his revolutionary activities? Uh, sorry, metaphor. Oh. I just meant he's been in hiding. So without anyone else to check in with at the office, I've just been relying on the pager to let me know when there's a work call. These days, I just swing by to pick up the spare parts, but it's been a while. I should probably make sure nothing's growing in the corners. Enjoy your letters and pancakes. I'll see you tonight, okay? on its way to Elthar. Hmm. It is appearing that no one has been able to make interferment with these seals. A great relief! But who among Elthar's friends is deploying such caution? Hello, Althar. Hmm. This is Susan Torkin, John's sister. Yes, of course, Althar. I hope this letter finds you well. Or, well, I hope this letter finds you at all. I'm going to send it via diplomatic pouch, and that, combined with the high esteem in which most of the galaxy holds your people, should be enough to keep any Fugalnari postal inspectors from breaching the official seals, but well, 
A lot of what I thought was solid ground has turned out to be very shaky indeed over the past year or so. Hmm. Still, I think my chances are pretty good. So assuming this has found you, and you are by some chance listening to it somewhere it might be overheard, I'd ask you to take a moment to relocate. Hmm. That's as safe as it can be. Alright, so... I'm sure you've already guessed that my reason for contacting you has to do with the current arrangement between the League of Humans and the Fugalnari. Mm. I've been relatively fortunate myself. I was shunted off to the Zibidon Empire as a way of limiting my influence back home, but those limitations go both ways. Humans outside League space are still able to go about our lives more or less free from Fugalnari interference. I do get occasional communiques from Lagos with suggestions as to how the consular staff could be reorganizing our work schedules, sleeping arrangements, or dietary regimens along more efficient lines, which I formally acknowledge before filing them straight into the shredder. I doubt anyone from the committee is going to travel several thousand light years just to make sure no one here is eating potatoes. Although I've had all the decorative plantings removed from the consular grounds, just in case. I've also had a few requests from Earth Central for updates on the attitude of the Grand Duchess and the resplendent assembly in general toward the situation back home. I've responded that the Empress seems willing to respect the ICSB's decisions in this matter, and they, of course, serve at her pleasure. Which is true as far as it goes, but not the whole picture. The fact is, a lot of the aristocracy here is nervous, particularly the minor nobles whose fortunes and status are more dependent on trade than the major houses. The entire situation is unprecedented, and while the Fugalnari haven't yet interfered with any established shipping agreements, they also haven't explicitly committed to honoring existing human contracts, commitments, or codicils. Which means I've gone from being barely tolerated at the occasional exquisite carousal to fielding several requests per day for meetings with various Marquesas, Peshwins, and Jungfraus on the subject of business conditions in the League. And I would love nothing more than to inform these nobles of exactly how bad things are going back home, and how much worse they're likely to go, in the hopes of this information making it all the way up to her incalculable inscrutability, the Empress herself, but the problem is, I don't actually know how badly things are going back home. Mm. I have some pretty good guesses and a few scraps of gossip, but it's almost impossible to get any news from human space other than official Fugalnari-approved announcements. And I can imagine how accurate those are. <laughs> I've heard the ICSB may be sending a commission to human space to investigate conditions on the ground, so that's something at least, but... <sighs> Somehow I doubt they'll find out anything the Fugalnari don't want them to. Anyway, that's why I'm writing to you, Althar. I think I may be able to exert some influence that could push the Imperium toward taking a more interventionist attitude toward the Fugalnari. But I need accurate information on what's going on back home. Preferably from someone the Zibidons will trust to take an impartial view of the situation. Oh, would be most And I'm sure you'd be more than happy to write a report yourself, and yes. of course there's no one more trusted than an Eltorian. But I'm worried that a sudden increase in correspondence between yourself and Prang might draw more attention to my activities than would be healthy. Oh. On the other hand, it did occur to me that there is someone on the fairgrounds who has a perfectly plausible reason to be writing to Prang as well as full Imperial privileges that should, in theory, protect his letters from interference. 
I know he's not exactly the most reliable individual, and his stock around here hasn't been at its highest for some time, but, well, as I said, a lot of the nobles here are very nervous. I think it might be worth a shot. So that's my request, and if you would be willing to pass it on to the party in question, I would very much appreciate it. Yes, of course, Elva. As for my brother, you can tell him I wrote you, I guess, or don't. I haven't heard from him in six months, and I can guess why. The Fugalnari have made a big show of publishing the names of all the humans who have signed up with this booster program of theirs. I suppose because it helps them sell the idea that this is a partnership and not an occupation. Hmm. I don't know John's reasons for signing up, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume it's something beyond simple cowardice. That's not the... well... That is the John I grew up with, but it's not the John I saw on the fairgrounds. So I'll trust his judgment for now, and yours. I think we have a shared understanding of what kind of path humans, Eltorians, and Zipidons should be taking together. If we can only find our way there. Yours in friendship, Susan Dorkin, Human Consul General to the Grand Duchy of Prague. Empire is nervous. All right, people, one more time. All non humans, your line is the one against the wall. To your right, that's this way. Follow my branch right over there. That's all non-human aliens and non-staff robots to the right. Now, this Santa Express lane is for staff bots and members of the Efficiency Partnership Booster Program only. I don't want to see you in that lane unless you're a human with a headband or a robot with a human face. Everyone else, i.e. humans who have a problem with efficiency for some reason, you belong in this long, long line here against the left corridor wall, where we will proceed with your full body scan, introspective self-report questionnaire, and inspection of all bags, packs, sacks, boxes, trunks, and other appurtenances as quickly as possible. Thank you. Excuse me. Hello. Commander of the station here. I actually need to be on the bridge to keep this place from disastering. So do you think you could... Hey, I don't care if you're the Magnosian Mattis. No headband, no robot ID chips. That means you get in line to the left. Right. But as I said, I am the commander of this station, and there is a small but distressingly non-zero chance that something catastrophically lethal could occur on the bridge at any given moment. So it's really in everyone's interest that I get there as quickly as possible. I'm through here every day. The third cycle guard usually just waves me through. Is this third cycle? Am I... The third cycle god? No, it is not. And no, I am not. Stay in line and wait your turn. Any human without a headband is just another slacker to me, Commander. So, I suppose we wait. I suppose I do. 
There's absolutely no legal or physical reason for you to be stuck in this line. You can just phase yourself down to the bridge anytime you please. Eh, it's more fun to watch them try and scan me. Your idea of fun becomes less comprehensible to me every day I know you, Frawl. Thank you. <sighs> and I swear, these checkpoints are getting slower every day, too. And more numerous. I have to go through three of them now just to get a macchiato from Tixandu's on my way to work. There is a more direct route from your quarters to the bridge that would only necessitate passing through one Fulinari checkpoint. I like to get my own coffee on the way to work. And you do, of course, have the option of dispatching an underling to retrieve coffee for you after your arrival at the bridge, as you already do on a very regular basis. An average of 1.98 times per day, in fact, over the last six months, down from a high of 5.61 during that period of the unfortunate milk father dispute with the robot union. I like to get my own coffee on the way to work. Not to mention that your office is supplied with a top-of-the-line espresso machine and a sizable stock of your preferred blend, as well the bridge itself, sporting an absurdly comfortable and over-engineered executive chair capable of performing the same function, as well as several subordinates who have been extensively briefed on the exact procedure to produce a caffeinated beverage just how you like it. I like to get my own coffee on the way to work. Hmm. Then given those parameters, I feel I must suggest that it would be worth your while to consider pursuing membership in the Efficiency Partnership Booster Program, if only to secure swift and unimpeded travel through your own station. You would hardly be alone. There are a great many humans who have joined the boosters purely for reasons of expediency rather than loyalty. The headband does have its privileges, after all, although not looking like an utter drip is sadly not among them. No, Kral. I could tolerate the stupid headband. I could even force myself to smile politely and pretend to support these stupid efficiency initiatives. Hell, I've had to maintain a pleasant facade through so many pointless diplomatic formalities by this point that I think I could literally do it in my sleep. But I just can't sign that damn loyalty oath. I know there are plenty of boosters who only joined out of convenience, but no, I just can't. I may not be the most diligent or by-the-book league officer these days, but stupid though it may be, I did take an oath to defend humanity back when I graduated from the academy. And I suppose I still feel like I owe it to the fresh-faced, painfully naive kid who took that oath to try my best to uphold it. To treat it like it means something. I know there are times when self-respect is a luxury no one can afford, but I'm not there yet. There may come a day when signing on the dotted line is the only way of serving humanity I have left. And on that day, I will bite my tongue and sign and then go have several stiff drinks. But today is not that day. Oh, hey, Commander. Mr. B. John. Are you on official business? 
someplace you need to get to quickly? Or are you just taking an unimpeded stroll around the fairgrounds to better appreciate the perks provided by that kicky headband of yours? Oh, uh, no. I was actually just on my way to the office. I don't have any calls right now, but, you know, I wanted to be ready in case something came up. How efficient of you. Although, I guess I'll be seeing you pretty soon. I think that little 18-gauge jumper on the bridge is overdue to short out and cause another critical failure cascade. It was overdue, but as of a few moments ago... Yes? It has come rather spectacularly due. Fro, are you bi-locating again? Bi-locating? No, sir. I didn't want to leave the bridge unsupervised, Commander, but at the same time, I thought you would prefer not to endure the tedium of the non-priority checkpoint line unaccompanied. I am also currently engaged in a spirited game of catch with Sparky the Bentbiter up in the kitchen at Poppy's, but you don't need to concern yourself with that. That's kind of cool, but also more than a little creepy. Are... Are you doing this kind of thing all the time? <laughs> and that's enough of that. All right, Beep, it looks like you just got your first job of the day, so I suppose I'll be seeing you on the bridge. Whenever this obstinate shrubbery decides to let the commander of this station get to her flotting post. And I'll see you down here as soon as you're done with that other little job, Mr. B. Other little job? Hey! You there! Stop fraternizing with those slackers if you don't want to get searched on suspicion. Center lanes for boosters. Let's go. Oh, never mind all that, Janavriax. These are friends of mine. Hello, everyone. So nice to see you all this morning. Just stop by for chat, Johnny. I hope my favorite little booster is setting a good example for command staff. I know I've said this before, Commander, but you could stand to be a little more proactive in your support for the committee. Actually, your favorite little booster was just on his way down to the bridge on a somewhat urgent repair job, so I certainly don't want to detain him any further. Oh, that actually reminds me, Johnny. I've had some complaints of the last few days about the water pressure in Gimel 8 Hydroponics. We've got people from all kinds of different backgrounds in there, after all, and the individual hydration levels need to be very carefully calibrated. So be a dear and take care of that on your way to the bridge, would you? It shouldn't take more than a couple of hours. Uh, it's not actually on my way to the bridge, Mrs. F. And, and uh, the bridge is currently blowing up in slow motion. Right, so I need to get down there right away. But I can head over to Gimel 8 as soon as I'm done with this emergency, no problem. It shouldn't take long, it's just a simple wire splice. Well, I must say you certainly have a very funny idea of what constitutes an emergency. I'm sure the bridge crew can work around one little malfunctioning wire until you're there. But Gimel 8 is in absolute chaos. None of the aerophytes are getting misted properly. The trunk stream for the marsh marigolds is running right through the agaves. Why, if this keeps up, we'll have cacti swimming around among the mangroves. And Gimel 8 is a very popular park with committee members, you know. So it absolutely needs to be kept running smoothly and comfortably. 
that's far more vital to the efficient operations of the fairgrounds than some silly little wire on the bridge. I'm sure a dedicated booster like yourself understands that instinctively. Right. Of course, I'll get right on it. Sorry, Commander. I'll see you on the bridge as soon as I can. Great. Well, here's hoping nothing life or station threatening comes up while John is off in Gimel 8, adjusting your precious nozzles. Until he splices that wire, the bridge is going to be very nearly useless and periodically on fire. My goodness, Mindy. I wasn't aware that the entire functionality of the station was resting so heavily on the branches of one underpaid subcontractor. That's certainly a significant design oversight, isn't it? And just one more example of why you need our help so badly. Perhaps we need to supplement the number of Gugunari personnel on bridge supervision duty, if your human crew are causing so much breakage with their clumsy appendages. <laughs> I'll be sure to bring that up at the next meeting of the committee. Talk to you later. Bye. That could have gone better. Fanternax was correct in one regard, sir. John B. is now single-handedly responsible for the continued function of several components that are vital to the fairground's continued operation. And indeed, in several cases, its continued existence. I know, I know. But we're not exactly in a position to do anything about that. Unless John can convince his employers to send him some backup, or we can convince the robot union to renegotiate their position on windows, drinks machines, and very tiny wires. John is all we have. And I don't need you to look into the future to know that neither of those things is at all likely. So I suppose we'll just have to hope John doesn't crack under the pressure. And he is under considerable pressure at the moment. Well then... Let's just hope he's resilient enough to justify our confidence in him. All right, Commander. Next. Finally! I just hope Tixandus isn't already out of those scones I like. Well, not like. Tolerate. Tixandus? <laughs> I think they're out of everything. They closed down. What? Yeah, I saw it on the way in this morning. Place was shuttered. Had a sign on the front, something about the supply chain problems. They're gone anyway. You're gonna have to find some place else to get your weird bean broth. I cannot believe my own bad and real self that you are divesting me of my appurtenances. I'm not going to explain it again, Gassi. There's been movement of contraband material through these cells, which means all visitors must now remove any non-organic material from their persons prior to entry. All your bottles will be waiting right here for you when you're done. I promise. I'd be done already if it weren't for all you zoos inclinational rigmarole. Bitch. I don't want to hear any more complaints out of you, Gassine. You're lucky we're letting you in to see a known agitator in the first place. The committee's decided to honor your diplomatic status. But everyone knows that status is real shaky. 
So I'd advise you to show a little more appreciation for their generosity, your well-learned, illustrious lordship. My status is of no concern Reno to you, Drift. My status may be rattling and rolling, even moving and grooving, and you still gotta let me in, man. If you say so, your sublimity. Is that all of it? All that glitters you now hold, my snaggy sapphire. Fine. Step through the scanner, please. <laughs> Alright, you're clear. She's in the second cell on the right. No speaking to other prisoners. Stay behind the yellow line. You know the dibbler. Flatten vertical. <laughs> Hey, D, who, you asleep there? Oh, hey, Stops. Nah, I was just hanging out, chilling. Pressed up tight against a cold plasteel wall? I bet that's chill, if not downright Gathenian. It's not so bad. I was just listening. To the wall? Is this some new auditory phenomenon of wit I am as yet unaware? What's the fad in your ironclad pad? It's just vibrations. But that's all music is too, right? Vibrations in space? They won't let me have any music in here, which is the biggest bonch, unless I want to make it myself. So I sing a lot. But you know, that gets tired after a while, in every sense. I guess some of it's getting out of here somehow though, right? Hey, you want me to sing you something? Hold up there, D. I do not know how you get your most lovely and appreciated tonalities out of here, and I do not want to know. Rules and regs say any exalted radiancy is fully exempt from the peep and pry from all foreign snookeries, but I wouldn't trust these fugs as far as I could dump a wheelbarrow load. And if these frondy fascists even get the slightest e-day, I'm part of however your voice is being effed over state lines, which I am definitively not, you won't be vidying stops in here without the demand to enact a full cavity search on my most regal personography. And my people come with a lot of cavities. You charm me? <laughs> Fair enough. We'll keep it atonal. So... I know the answer probably hasn't changed since every other time I've asked, but any news from Tamu's beta? Do a no-go on the info, and Stops has been keeping his most magnificently tuned ears, so to speak, to the ground. To all grounds, in point of fact. And I got connections from Altair to Zosma, but everyone inside human space has been most disambiguously disconnected, unless they're on the committee's Amy Band. Official sources only, and those sources are drier than hefty the clinks read on the subject of taboos. I think Stops is well and truly tapped on this one. You got anyone else you can query? Mm, no. Besides you, the only visitors I get are Althar and Frondranax. And neither of them are what you'd call helpful. Althar's a seriously flush zood. What's not the like? Sure, Althar's a sweetie, and he does his best to cheer me up, but... You may have noticed this giant ultra Krillian wall I'm sitting behind here, yeah? Fully transparent, nothing to hide behind. That's kind of the point. So when Althar's here, I have to keep my face pressed into the pillow the whole time. And like, even if I can't see him, I still know, you know? 
So our chats aren't exactly what you'd call stress reducers. And of course he knows that. So he keeps them short and to the point. Frondranax, on the other hand. Wouldn't think guard duty would be her haver. What brings her coast into subblock number nine? I have absolutely no flotting clue. But for at least an hour a day, every day, she wanders in to talk to me. Well, talk at me. She usually starts off with this whole, ah, so we meet again kind of routine. Then she just starts rambling on in this weird voice about our special relationship. It's like she thinks she's in some kind of two character, one act set in an interrogation room, except she never asks me any questions or even lets me get a word in edgewise. She just gets more and more distracted and goes off on all these tangents, complaining about how no one appreciates her and she's stuck with a perky little moron for an assistant, and how Udaflonks and logistics won't stop shedding needles on her. And then at some point she remembers I'm here and gets all dramatic again and says something like, I think maybe you appreciate the plant way a little better now, don't you? <laughs> and she wraps the whole dridge up in what I think is supposed to be an ominous laugh and vagues out. It was entertaining the first couple times, at least as a break in the routine, but now it's just tedious. That void merchant leads further to the diagonal every day. Seriously, but enough about my life of excitement and adventure. How are you, Stops? How's everyone at the egg? Well, as you may perceive, your keepers have seen fit to reduce me to a state of abject nakedosity. I was wondering about the distinct lack of sashes and bangles. So that's a new food policy? I thought maybe you just got sick of looking like a Jovian birthday dessert. <laughs> hey now, for Zibidon, in particular one of my inextricably exquisite breeding, I am rather circumspect in my use of the visual additives. Yeah, I remember. When your aunt showed up, I didn't know where she stopped and the bangles began. But seriously, May, outside, how are you doing? Uh, I do what I does. I play. It's not as consistently cautious as with my favorite canary, and I do miss your voice, E. But I play as much as I can. Keeps me inertial, keeps the people flush. I play, I keep my dorsal plate down, and I relax on my scene. No more than usual, I hope. Nah, I'm steady on the goom, but with a higher cognizance of parceling the supply out in the most minute halves at his pat. Fortunately, our foogie friends have not engaged in a great deal of jeckery with we remaining non-human habituates. That said, I'm stocking up. No telling when to put the vaunch on my leisure consumptions. I've upped my secret stash locations by two-thirds. I am now never more than one level from a healthy source of protein. You know, 50 years from now, if the fairgrounds last that long, they're still gonna be finding your long-forgotten stashes all over it. <laughs> Let them marvel and be filled with wonderment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering about the egg. How's Chip doing? And soaps? Bubbles? Hell, everybody. Grab, yeah, enough about my own magnificently zootatious self and delectable habits. Let me give you the rundown and the ring up on all our clutchers at the egg. And that should do it. If you get any more complaints, Ashley, you can adjust the individual flow levels with these valves here, see? I've labeled them all so you know exactly which pipes lead where in clear defiance of fairgrounds tradition. You should have no trouble keeping the committee happy now. 
Oh, thank you, John. Gosh, you're so skilled and strong. But of course you are. You're a booster. Sure am. You know, John, I like you. I've always liked you. I mean, I know we had a little bit of a weirdness before when that uh, person I won't be mentioning tried to set us up. Yeah, well, that was just a misunderstanding. Uh, Amber didn't... uh... But now, I mean, gosh, I didn't really see it before. But now, with that headband, wow. And it's not just the headband. Becoming a booster has changed you. And now I can see the real you and appreciate you. Maybe, maybe you even appreciate me a little more too. Sure, you're very exuberant. And you're a loyal booster, of course, which is important. No, John, I mean, I hope you really appreciate me. Like, you know, when I see you now, so strong with your toolbox and your wrench and the way you work, like on that valve, it's very exciting to watch you move. The way you turn it, using your muscles, Don't get me wrong. You know I love plants more than anything. And you're pretty appealing, too. Uh, thanks. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to do my job uh, with efficiency. You know, like our friends the Fugunari. We're all good friends. Just being friendly together, right? And co-workers. uh, Friendly co-workers. Just a pair of good, good booster friends Working away at maximum efficiency. That's what we are. Oh, Oh, pardon me, you two. Oh, thank Jones. Well, it may be July by your calendar, but I'd say spring is in the air here in Gimmel 8. What? Oh, no, don't mind me. I'll let you get on with your little tryst among the euphorbia in a moment. I just want to check in about those water distribution nozzles. Oh, it's no problem, Mrs. F. There is definitely no trysting going on here. And I actually just finished up with the hydration system, so I really should head down oh, to the bridge no before rushes they get... there? While you're here, you should take a moment to stop and smell the roses. Not literally, of course. The rosaceae get rather touchy about their personal space, but you know what I mean. And I'm just so glad to see you two getting along so well. You know, we Fulunari plan to be closely entwined with you humans for a long time. A very very long time. So we've been giving some thought to which strains of humans we ought to cultivate, as it were. And the offspring of dedicated boosters such as yourself and Ashley here? Well, that's the kind of human we'd definitely like to see more of in the future. The kind who instinctively understand the Fuglumari way. And it would be an honor to produce such humans, most transcendent Frondronax. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to hear. Oh, Ashley, would you mind letting Bart Flinnerts know the flow's been fixed? He's been rustling my shoots about it for days. At once, Frondronax. I hope to see you again soon, John. Very soon. Very much. And if you see that former sister of mine on the bridge, you can tell her I don't say hi. Oh, Johnny. Isn't our Ashley just a breath of fresh air? So sweet. So faithful. So energetic. And I'm reliably informed she's considered quite attractive among you humans. Though, of course, that's a rather low bar to clear, isn't it? Yeah, she's great. Really, uh, really great. But, you know, I'm still getting over a pretty bad breakup, so I'm not really thinking about that. Oh, I know, dearie, I know. 
It must have been just heartbreaking for you when that woman, well, broke your heart to run off and join those awful malcontents. But sometimes you just have to accept that your love is gone and move on. I know I have. Of course, I know you're right, Mrs. F, but like you said, Stella broke my heart, so I don't think I'm ready to try again with anyone else. I, I'm sure you understand. Oh, it's been six whole months, Johnny. Get over it. Your ex is an evil, horrible terrorist, and that's all there is to it. How can you possibly have any lingering feelings for someone like that? Yeah, well, you know us humans. We can be pretty irrational. That's, mm. uh, that's why we need the committee to look out for us, right? Is it urgent? I've got another couple of calls lined up right now. Uh, nah. We can work around it for a couple hours if we need to. Great. I'll be there as soon as I get these priority calls out of the way. Copy that. Thanks. Hmm. Data processing center number five? Didn't I just hear something about them? Yes, that's it! Bilkendurks mentioned something about an unusual spike in the data flow through that node. Nothing illicit, as far as he could tell, but something he thought we should keep our plastic lobuli on. I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, hardly anything in this place is stable. I'm sure the data centers get weird spikes all the time. Yes. But hearing that name come up twice in one day, it certainly piques the phytochromes, doesn't it? I mean, we don't all go around saying data processing center number five all the time, now do we? I've never said it ever. So, did you want me to, like, investigate them or something? Poke around while I'm making that repair and see if I can spot anything mm -hmm. suspicious? What? Oh, no, no, Johnny. I certainly wouldn't expect you to have the flow for that kind of undercover work. That's a job for the professionals. And we have plenty of professionals available these days. I'll just make a couple of quick calls, and we'll soon know if there's any disloyalty to be rooted out at Data Processing Center number 5. Oh, but don't you worry. If there do turn out to be any seditious elements working there, I'll make sure you get credit for the tip-off. Don't think your loyalty will go unappreciated. Great. Thanks. Hey everyone, check-in time. I'd like everybody to give the group a quick update on where they stand. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to stand. All these constant relocations are hell on my Arcturian lumbago. I keep telling you. And as for Miss Sophie, as always, she stands with us on her four adorable little fluffy legs. Yes, we all know Miss Sophie is adorable, and we're all sorry about your lumbago. It is not. But we've been over this already, HF. Keeping on the move is vital to the safety of everyone in the Resistance. The Fugs still have no idea the in-betweens exist, and we need to keep it that way. Settling down in one place is the kind of thing that makes people complacent, and complacency will lead to slip-ups we can't afford. Not to mention the risk of getting into some kind of territorial dispute with the weirdos who are already living here. Hey! I didn't mean you specifically, Ruthie the Weirdo. You've been a rock. All right, moving on. Great work this morning, Radio Free Fairgrounds. Uh, I could have got through it faster. 
They shrugged us off before I finished playing Dee's poem. Yeah, that's too bad, but it probably couldn't be helped. And at least all the news got out. Is there anything else we can do to secure the pirate signal, HF? I'll do my best, Del, but I think it's as good as we can get with the materials we got available. I'll admit we maybe could have squeezed a few more seconds out of it this morning, but the Fugs were trying to track the signal. Like you said, the last thing we need is for them to figure out there's a here here. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Understood. So we just have to keep getting out as much news as we can as quickly as we can. What do we have lined up for the next broadcast? Nothing at the moment, unless we get any new tips before then. I know we said we don't want to skip a broadcast, but is it worth the risk if we don't have anything else to report? Maybe not, but at the same time, I want to keep up the pressure on the Fugs, keep them irritated and off balance. That's part of why Dee's work is so valuable. It's inspiring to our supporters, but it also drives the Fugs crazy that we're able to get it out there in the first place. And I think it's important for morale to keep up a regular broadcast schedule. We don't want potential supporters worrying that the authorities have shut us down. If we don't get a tip off on the proxy site before next cycle, maybe one of my sources will come through with something we can use. You ever gonna let us in on these mysterious sources of yours? I mean, I'm the de facto IT guy around here, and I know you don't set foot outside of the in-betweens except for emergencies, so I have no clue where you could be getting all this intel. I just can't figure it out. Good. Sorry, HF, but that's on a need-to-know basis, and right now I'm the only one who needs to know. Don't worry, my contact will be in touch with one of you directly if I'm ever out of the picture. But until then, I have to keep it on the QT. Well, if we don't have anything new by top of cycle, I suppose I can put together a quick status update and maybe rerun this morning's poem, see if we can get the whole thing out this time. Or should we go with something else, one of her songs we haven't played in a while? Actually, I was planning to try and record some more material with Dee after we're done here. I could probably have it ready to go out in time. Dang it. If we could get these recordings out, why can't we break her out? I mean, we could, maybe. Maybe. If we worked fast enough. But what we can't do is get her out without leaving a big honkin' hole in the wall leading straight to us. We're just lucky the Fugs haven't hipped to our recording setup before now. I'm frankly stunned they haven't figured out she can be heard on the other side of the cell walls. It seems like a bizarre oversight. Are we sure they aren't setting some sort of trap? There's never any way to be 100% sure of that, but I think we can safely assume they haven't figured out the in-betweens exist. If they had, they'd be in here already, wiping us out. So why haven't they figured it out? There must be detailed schematics at the fairgrounds on file somewhere, and surely one look at those would reveal that there's a lot of space between the officially occupied parts of the station. Well, there's a long answer to that and a three-word answer. The long answer has to do with the Fulgonari's lack of lateral thinking skills. Yes. The Fulgonari always follow instructions from their superiors. It wouldn't occur to them to do otherwise. So the idea that people might be living outside the spaces designed for that purpose is not one that would naturally occur to them. But that doesn't mean we can get careless. There's still their human boosters to worry about. Right. So what's the three-word answer? Fairgrounds Design Committee. When you find something around here hooked up in the stupidest way possible, that's going to be your reason about 97% of the time. So the official schematics for the fairgrounds are about as legible as a Kakistoine tax return. I've spent a decade poking into peculiar corners around here, and this place still keeps surprising me. Yeah, that brings up another issue we've been getting a little too careless about. 
HF went to the trouble of drawing up detailed maps with all our knowledge of the in-betweens, and we all need to use them. They're not complete, of course, nobody knows everything that's going on back here, but they're a whole hell of a lot better than nothing. And pass that on to everyone else, please. The public safety infrastructure of the fairgrounds may be woefully inadequate, but back here we don't even have that, so we need to keep our eyes open. I don't want anyone cracking their head open on a low-hanging beam or breaking a leg tripping over a duct. Or getting a face full of boiling hot steam from an emergency exhaust pipe. Uh, right. And I'd like to ask everyone to use particular caution in the areas of low or non-standard gravity. I've been seeing a lot of broken bones and contusions on patients who suddenly found down wasn't where they expected it to be. That's all clearly marked on the maps, folks. It's simple gravitational mechanics. It's not rocket science. <laughs> See, even Miss Sophie knows that. Yes, well, cockers are very smart. All right, as long as we're on the subject of injuries, Dr. Mwangi, how's your mobile med center setup doing? Do you need any more supplies? I think it is as complete and portable as it can be at this point. Of course, we're not as well equipped as a proper surgery. But for a basic field medic setup, what we've got is more than sufficient. We will, of course, have to rely on manual equipment without access to surgical walls, but that can't be helped. And the volunteer medic classes have been quite successful. I'd say they are all well prepared to administer basic first aid. Good to hear. Thank you, doctor. Hey, doc, you finally get your hands on any sand squid liniment? My Bozeman simplex is killing me. No, it isn't. And no, I haven't. But I'm fairly well supplied with actual medicines and equipment if you should happen to contract a non-imaginary illness at some point. Oh, and speaking of equipment, I've also been able to cobble together a portable darkroom in my spare time. And I've even succeeded in producing a few prints. In fact, I've been able to get some really lovely shots of the resistance at work. Documentary photography isn't really my forte, but I think I'm taking to it quite well, if I do say so myself. Here is one of Miss Sophie watching HF SWAT plant the bomb above the Fulgonari conference room. Oh, oh, oh look at girl. Oh, look at that Yes, that's very nice. You do great work, doctor, but let's stick to the med center right now. Oh. Hey, Doc, can I get a copy of that when you get a chance? Yes, of course. I'll be passing around my latest series after the meeting for anyone who wants to check them out. But yes, Med Center is as ready as we're going to be if we are needed for any large-scale casualties. Right now, most of what we're seeing are twisted ankles, bronchial toes, and the occasional concussion or minor scalp laceration. So again, I'd like to ask everyone to please watch out for protruding ductwork and gravity fluctuations. Oh, and don't touch any of the residents' artwork without permission, please. Not only is it rude, but quite a lot of the work involves high voltage current. I've had to perform three resuscitations already. Right, we don't want to irritate the locals. They were here first, for one thing, and we also don't want to give them any reason to hand us over to the Fugs. Nah, we're not going to knock on you suits. We moved out here in the first place because we didn't want to get with anyone's program. But, yeah, you should definitely check with the artists before you get handsy with the handiwork. Especially normal Mikey stuff. Those mobiles can really turn you inside out. And not in a good way. That's... Good to know. Thanks. All right. So I think we're up to date on our current status. Let's move on to the future. 
I'd say the biggest obstacle to our progress is still lack of intel. We're getting scraps of information by listening through the walls and ventilation system, but of course, the Fuglenari don't always do us the favor of having their important discussions out loud. Seems like they prefer to rely on pheromonal communication for really sensitive subjects. Oh, smart. But they still have to give orders to humans out loud, right? We can hear that just fine. Sure. And if the orders are in writing, we've had pretty good luck with hacking some boosters' emails, so there's that. Oh. You have a password cracking program? Nah. I just try 12345. Works about half the time. So, yes, we can get some information that way, but there's a pretty low signal-to-noise ratio when you're just eavesdropping on random conversations and hoping to pick up something we can use. The tips from sympathizers through the HeckNet site are usually more likely to provide something actionable, but... And the latest proxy just got shut down. Hang on, I'll have another one set up in a minute. So, yeah, there's that. No matter how you look at it, we don't exactly have a reliable or particularly thorough picture of current events on the fairgrounds, let alone elsewhere in human space. And that's a serious problem if we want to be able to strike effectively against the Fuglenari and their supporters. We're not going to be able to overwhelm them with numbers, which means we need to outmaneuver them somehow. And that means we need more information about their strengths, their weaknesses, and what they have planned. So that's something else we should pass on to everyone. We need to be keeping an eye out for opportunities to improve our reconnaissance work. You know, what we could really use is someone embedded with the Fugs, not just a booster, but someone the Fugs really like. Someone they'd consider a friend, even. Yeah, but then I don't know how we'd be able to trust someone like that. Or how they could pass on whatever they found out without blowing their cover. Dumb idea, forget it. Yeah, that would be... I can't imagine asking a human to do that. Not just because of the risk involved, I mean, we're all in danger every second, but... Asking someone to play the traitor to their species, hated by everyone but other traitors? That would just be cruel. In any case... I don't think any human could be useful in that capacity for very long under our current circumstances. Either their cover would be blown, trying to communicate with us, or they'd become dangerously unstable keeping the facade up. Yes, which is why we can't do that. Apart from not having any humans or allies on the outside that we could trust enough with that kind of job. Which reminds me, speaking of allies, what about those couriers? Have we heard anything back from anyone off station? Not yet. At this point, we're still just putting notes in bottles and throwing them into the sea in the hope that they manage to reach some resistant cells elsewhere in human space. If any exist. I'm sure they do, but... Well, I hope they do. They must. That reminds me. I'll be checking in on one drop later. I think there's a department on my rounds that may be sympathetic. But I've been waiting to make contact until I'm sure... It's one of the data processing centers, so I'm guessing they could help us a lot with smuggling a high volume of information off station. So in the meantime, while we wait and hope we can hear back from someone out there, what do we do here? Any thoughts on resuming the bombing campaign? It's been six weeks. Hmm. Well, I'm not exactly in a position to tell anyone what to do. Are you yes. kidding? Look, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not the boss of anyone here. But if people are interested in my opinion... Yes, we are interested in your opinion. I think we went about as far as we could for the time being with the bombs. Blasting food targets may be satisfying, but they rebuild so quickly that I don't think it was having any real impact on their operations. And as careful as we are, there's always the risk of civilian casualties, which obviously we want to avoid not just for moral reasons, but because it would give the Fugs an excellent publicity angle. 
Plus, the first couple of bombings were pretty successful at making the Fugs look vulnerable. But after that, the committee started putting it out that these explosions were just your average, everyday equipment failures that had gotten a little noisier than usual. Which on the fairgrounds is unfortunately all too plausible. Hey everybody, looks like you've got a little wire problem, huh? Oh, is that what it looks like to you? You are certain this is not just several independent cases of spontaneous combustion affecting bridge equipment. Perhaps you would like me to run diagnostics so you can be certain. No, that's... Because I would be happy to run diagnostic if only display screen on panel had not been scrolling complete script for B-movie for past hour and a half. So maybe subcontractor can use context cues to figure out problem is most likely tiny wire that does exact same thing every few weeks. Or if, if his booster had been squeezing your mushy human brain too tightly for logical analysis. Okay, okay, I was just making conversation, like you do. Oh, is that what was keeping you too busy for bridge repair? You have important conversation to make with important friends uncommitted. Look, I got here as fast as I could, okay? I'll have you back up and running in just one... Well, don't everybody thank me at once. I'm sorry? Were you expecting thanks? For doing your job? Hey, everybody? Do we think John and his kicky headband deserve our thanks for leaving the bridge in utter chaos for 113 minutes? Oh, thank you, John. Oh, shut up, Larry! Uh, that goes double for you as long as you're wearing one of those stupid things? It's fine, Amber. I get it. I don't need a cookie. And I am sorry I couldn't get here sooner. I had a rust job up in hydroponics. Which reminds me, your sister very specifically doesn't say hello. Sister? What sister? I don't have a sister? Maybe Stalinbot's right? About that headband cutting off the circulation to your brain? If you're inventing imaginary relatives for me? Ah, yes. Perhaps these boosters are seeing all kinds of things that are not there. This would be excellent explanation for nonsense coming out of their mouths. Yeah, thanks for the vote of confidence, folks. You think you could give me a break once in a while? You do realize you're going to need me to fix that wire again in another couple weeks, right? Seventeen days. Oh, you need break. Is fixing tiny little wire so exhausting for a big, strong booster? Should, should Stalin not be getting warm milk? And shuck shuck for busy, busy friend of committee before his nap time. Maybe he'd prefer a spritz of water and some citric acid in the face? All right, all right, streets. Hey, B, stop pestering my officers and get the hell in here. Something's wrong with the dispenser head on this thing again. You think you could squeeze a coffee machine repair into your busy schedule? No problem, Commander. But just for the record, I wasn't pestering your officers. They were heaping abuse on me entirely unprompted. Well, I've got plenty more abuse for you in here, so get a move on. Hit it, Frawl. 
Okay, John, what's up? Yeah, uh, mind if I sit a minute? I'm a little worn out. Didn't sleep well, and, you know, the abuse heaping doesn't exactly help. Of course. And I am sorry, but you know we have to keep appearances up. At least I don't actually mean it. Right, but everyone else does. I still can't believe it's first cycle. I've only had two jobs today, and I feel like I've come off a three-day stint scrubbing down the Hay 20 biodome with nothing but a damp cotton swab. While you're recuperating, do you think you could explain something I've always wondered about? How is it that a short and one tiny wire can cause the panels on the bridge to spark and explode? Didn't they invent safeguards to prevent that kind of thing hundreds of years ago? Do you want the long answer or the three-word answer? If the three words are Fairgrounds Design Committee, then don't bother. Got it in one. Okay, so my report. I don't have a lot for you today, but I didn't want to wait another couple of weeks in case this turns out to be important. It's just one little weird thing, really, that came up while I was working in hydroponics earlier. Well, there was also one big weird thing, but I doubt that's of any strategic importance. Excuse me? I am the commander of this station, John. I would definitely like to know about any and all big weird things happening on it. No, but really, it's a... <sighs> okay. It's just that Frondrenax came by and was trying way too hard to set me and Ashley up. Way, way too hard. But I'm pretty sure that was just Frondrenax being Frondrenax. Unless the Fugs have some kind of top-secret booster breeding program I don't know about. <laughs> Laugh if you want, John, but that idea is not as far-fetched as you might suppose. Oh, no. However, you are correct that a formal structure for such a program has not yet been implemented. At the moment, Mrs. Frondrenax is merely playing the leafy yenta of her own accord. Yikes. Well, at least it sounds like you're safe from Ashley's terminally perky clutches for now. So what was it that you did want to report? Oh, uh, right. So while I was there, I got a work call from Data Processing Center number five. Seemed pretty routine, but Frondrenax got kind of, I don't know, hinky about it. She said she'd already heard some suspicious things about them. Their uh, numbers were too high or something like that. So I offered to check up on them myself, but she shut that down right away. Said she'd be sending a professional to take care of it. I'm not exactly sure what profession she had in mind, but it didn't sound good for the folks down at DPC-5. So, yeah, I know that's not much to go on, but when Frondernex gets cagey like that, I get nervous. It's not much, true, but it is worth checking out. If someone in one of the DPCs is a resistant sympathizer, that could spell big trouble for the committee. Tight control over all forms of communication is central to their overall strategy. Every staff member at DPC-5 is listed as a booster, but they may of course have joined up only as a means of ensuring any subversive activities there would go unobserved. They haven't contacted the Resistance. No, Commander. If they are indeed sympathizers, they have been working on their own recognizance. If? If, sir. I'm afraid it would be unwise for me to collapse that particular probability waveform enough to be certain at this time. Fine, fine. You know best, or so you keep telling me. But when and if that waveform does collapse, I want to know about it immediately. Understood? 
Of course. Still, the possibility of connecting with more fake boosters is definitely worth looking into, especially if they're well-positioned to throw a wrench into the works, which I assume would apply to an entire DPC crew. I mean, they're processing data for just about everything that goes on here. Hecknet, shipping, communications. But no one really thinks about that, do we? We all just push a button or talk to a screen and things happen. But none of that would happen without the DPCs doing... whatever the hell it is they do. I don't get any of it. Might as well be elves in little boxes as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I get a lot of that too, only with the very small wires and drinks machines. Not so much with the windows. People generally have an intuitive understanding of how those work. Most people. Indeed. So DPC-5 could be a powerful ally to the Resistance if they are in fact sympathizers, headbands or no. They have access to data that no one else on the fairgrounds would know how to access or interpret. I could head up there on this repair ticket right now, try and feel them out, see how it goes. Yes, do that. But remember, all we really have to go on at this point is a vague suspicion from Frondranax. We have no idea where these people's actual loyalties lie, so I want you to be careful. Always am. But I think I'm getting better at spotting the folks who only put on the headband to stay out of trouble. They don't want to talk about it or much of anything, really. The problem is the aggressively friendly ones. I can never be sure if they're really on the Foog side or if they're potential resistance sympathizers trying a little too hard to blend in. Well, look at the bright side. At least there are a few people here who aren't heaping abuse on you. Honestly, that may be worse. The people who hate me for selling out, them I get. I'd hate me too. And at least I know they wouldn't hate me if they knew the truth. But the folks who suddenly want to be my best bud forever now that we've got kicky matching headbands, they make my skin crawl. Skin is a terrible nuisance, isn't it? Just do what you can, John. If we're lucky, we'll have found some valuable allies in DPC-5. And if not, well... We'll at least be able to weed out some of those schmucks. Can't happen soon enough. So, I'll be on my way. Oh, before you go, I actually was telling the truth about my espresso machine this time. You mind banging it into shape before taking off? (sighs) On it. Great. I'll be out on the bridge, encouraging my subordinates to keep talking shit about you. As always, pardon my sneer when you pass. Thanks. John. Yes, Lieutenant? Stella is worried about you. Well, hey, I'm worried about her. Neither of us is living what you'd call a low-risk lifestyle these days. No, John. Stella is not only worried about the risk of exposure, but about your physical and mental state in general. The toll this double life is taking on you. And, if I may be frank, so am I. You're worried about me? I wouldn't think one insignificant human's problems would be of much interest from a 27-dimensional perspective. (laughs) You corporeal types never consider the implications of near-omniscience, John. While it is true that my frame of reference exists on a scale that you have not the slightest hope of comprehending, 
It is also true that my capacity for care is similarly vast. In short, John, I feel... everything. Wow. That sounds... amazing and horrible at the same time. Yes. Imagine the pleasant feeling of warm sunshine on your face on a beautiful day on a quiet earth beach. Now try to imagine the exact opposite of that and increase it by several orders of magnitude. That would go some way toward approximating the energy you have been emanating these past weeks. Well, I'm sorry to inflict that on you, Frawl, but I think it's kind of unavoidable at this point. I am stressed out, and I doubt that's going to change anytime soon. For the past six months, all I've done is walk around in this stupid headband collecting little scraps of information that may or may not be useful to someone less useless than me. Useless? John, it may not seem like much, but just to put your work, your real work, of the last six months into numbers, you have passed on precisely 20 items of interest to the Resistance through the Commander and myself. Now, it is true that eight of those items turned out to be of absolutely no use whatsoever. Of the remaining 12, eight turned out to be of marginal importance, but were nonetheless of some utility. And four were crucial to the continued survival of the Resistance, and, might I add, to the continued survival of Stella Rays. Oh. To be a bit more precise, your information has saved the lives of between 47 and 52 individuals belonging to or sympathizing with the Resistance, depending on how one calculates the... Well, it involves liminal denumerability. I won't bore you with the details. Of course, at the same time, another dozen or so lives have been lost due to your actions. Is that supposed to be comforting? No, John. But it is true. Perhaps you may take some comfort in the knowledge that your task, while distasteful, is nonetheless necessary, and that your actions have had much more of an effect than you realize. Even if that effect is not always positive. This is the fairgrounds, after all. Right. And perhaps that knowledge will help you deal with your distaste in a manner that takes less toll on your personal well-being. You are doing heroic work, John. Don't torture yourself unduly. I... I'll try. I'm not sure it's in my nature, but thanks. I'll try to keep that in mind the next time I'm getting hazed for selling out my species. Hey B, if you can spare a second from kissing Fulganari Frond, we need you at the egg ASAP. The Seltzer machine's doing the thing again, which means this is an emergency call. Top priority, yeah? Maybe you can fix it for good this time, so we don't have to see you or your stupid headband in here again. Confidence, John B. Confidence. Well, that's done. Again. Huh. It's funny. 
I just came from splicing that 18-gauge wire that blows up the bridge every few weeks. Oh, yeah, that is That funny. and this seltzer machine were my first two jobs here on the fairgrounds. Really? Yep. Hell of an introduction to this place, I can tell you. Mm -hmm. You weren't here yet, of course, and neither was Stops, but that was when I first met Chip D and Sopan. Oh, yeah. Same day I met HF, mm -hmm. and the Commander, and Frawl, and, well, Althar, of course. Hmm. And now, one of those people is in jail. Another one is in hiding, along with your ex, who seriously hates your guts. And the rest of them can barely stand inside of you, because you're a food collaborator. So, uh, I guess everyone hates your guts, really. Except Althar. I guess if you put it like that, it makes the memories seem a little less special. You're welcome. Oh, hey, so you finally got the seltzer machine back online? Great. You think you could have maybe told somebody about it so we can get out of the weeds here? Well, I mean, the alarm stopped. Usually that's enough for everyone to notice. And give you a nice big round of applause, right? Not here, pal. You did your contracted job. It's done. You want a participation trophy? You can go hang out with your booster buddies. Hello, my most dynamically powered eggazans. Hi, Stops. Pardon my percolated self, friends, but do my ossicles detect a buzzing in the vicinity? Nah, I don't hear anything. Although my auditory senses may have some residual damage from that time I got busted up by a bunch of food flunkies. But I don't hear any buzzing. How about you, Quants? All I hear is that stupid booster acting like he's a friend of ours for some reason. You hear anything, boss? Not your boss, Bert. But you do bring up an interesting point. Fug sympathizers have proven themselves to pose a significant risk of damage to my staff and premises. I'll say. Maybe I ought to expand the list of banned customers. Ooh. I'm always happy to serve anyone, provided they're not beating me with face clubs, but some zoods just kind of bring the room down, you know? I charm. Well, then, my less than sylvan clutches, shall we repair to a more distant arch segment of this establishment's capacious but welcoming stickery, so I may convey an accountage of my visit to our illustrious jailbird canary, where we shall not be voided out by some kind of near horizontal and barely audible blurgosity? John, I'm going to run a hopefully short but probably infuriatingly long errand. So I can pretty much guarantee that I'm not going to be in a very tolerant mood vis-a-vis -vis headbands in my bar when I get back. Unless you want to butter me up by taking a look at the busted sonic scrubber in the green room. Sorry, Chip, I can't touch those. That's robot union territory. We'd both be in serious trouble if they heard about it. Just put in a ticket with station maintenance. What do you think I've been doing over and over for the past three weeks? Really? That's a lot more of a wait than usual. I know you haven't been targeted for a slowdown. I'd have gotten some kind of notice from the union about it. I could ask around for you and see if any of the bots know what's up. Never mind. I'd rather be filthy than owe a booster a favor. Sopon, I'm out of here. Gotta see a pike about some highly toxic chemicals. Oh, hey, yeah, did you get my shopping list? I'll do what I can, Sopan, but you'll have to make do with whatever I can get. Be prepared to improvise. So, uh... Hey, sport. What can I get you? Oh, uh, hi, Sopan. I thought you'd be stumbling me along with everyone else. You're actually sticking around? Seems like it. 
So if you're here to have a drink, I'm here to serve you. I know they prefer you boosters to spend your creds in more plant-friendly establishments, but I've actually worked out a few special recipes just for you folks on the house. Oh, well, I mean, I'm on the clock right now, so I probably shouldn't be drinking. Don't worry about that. It's not actually that strong for a human. Besides, who's going to report you? That's one of the perks of being a booster, isn't it? You can do just about anything you want to these days. Not like the rest of us. Me, for example. I'd really love to be at the other end of the bar hearing the latest about B. But the thing is, for the last six months or so, I've been doing as little moving as possible. Your friends with the neurodampers did a real number on my vendibular orbit back at New Year's, so... I stay parked right here while I'm at work pretty much. And as long as I can't walk away from you without being in excruciating pain, I might as well serve you a drink, right? Oh. Um, thanks. And there you are. Enjoy your collaborator throat cut. You're only the second customer who's tried it. Let me know what you think. Oh, what the hell is in this thing? Nutrizoom and Malort. Drink up, booster. Great. Boys get Malort. That's what I am. Oh, hello there, Althar, dearie. Greeting to you, Sinfrondrenex. Hi, Mr. Althar, sir. <laughs> and the same to you, Sinruti. Oh, come now, Althar. Sinfrondrenex, Sinruti. So formal. Just because the plow of the human outreach program has run afoul of a few unexpected boulders, that's no reason to expect any difficulties between the Fuglnari and your people. And I would certainly hope there are no difficulties between you and me. You could just call me Frondernax. Or Mrs. Frondernax would be fine too. Even if it's not exactly my official title. I call her Baba Frondernax. <laughs> and how many times have I asked you to stop? Uh... Oh, stop counting. I'm very much just Frondernax to you, Rudy. But Althar has known me for some time, since the bad old days when I was still Mrs. Frondernax to everyone here. And as an old friend, he's grafting in if he wants to be. I wouldn't mind it at all. Althar does not believe that this would be appropriate, Frondernax. Ah, well, that's... that's fine then. But, uh... Oh, speaking of old friends, I'm afraid I have to ask you about a slightly uncomfortable subject. Please do not have hesitation, Frondernax. Alva does not believe any questionings of yours could be an increase in his discomfort. Yes, well, it's about Dee and those ridiculous recordings of hers. You know, the ones she's still smuggling out of her cell somehow? Yes, Althar has been enjoying them muchly, especially as it is no longer possible to make appreciation of the song stylings of D and Stops and the Electric Egg. Well, I won't tell you what to enjoy, Althar, but those recordings are quite naughty, you know. Quite illegally naughty, in fact. And we honestly have no idea how they're being recorded and released. 
There are only three people authorized to visit D, after all. Myself, Stops, and, uh, and you. Apart from the guards, of course. But their loyalty is beyond question. And in any case, they're rotated out regularly to prevent just this sort of thing. So that leaves the three of us. And I know I haven't been sneaking highly subversive Samizdat out from Ms. Mallory to any troublesome nonconformist with an infuriatingly elusive pirate broadcast channel. So that leaves Stamps and yourself. Oh, I'm not accusing you of anything, dearie. It's just that, well, once you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. One of the bots told me that once. Right before he spilled a whole cup of sugar in my pot and wandered off in search of an aluminium crunch. But I think the principle is nonetheless sound. Alfar is agreeing, but he's not certain he is grasping your point, Frondernax. Well, it's just that these recordings are getting out somehow. And it would seem that you... And Stubbs are the only people they could be getting out with. Hmm. And Stubbs, despite his himness, is still a baronet of the Zibidon Imperium, with all the privileges that entails. Which means taking away his visitation rights would cause more trouble for us than it's worth. Unless we could be absolutely sure he was responsible. But you, on the other hand don't actually have any official diplomatic privileges, do you? You're technically just a cultural attaché. Of course, Eldorians are welcomed everywhere they go, except by humans. But that's really more of a courtesy, isn't it? Not a legal requirement. So, we could take away your visitation rights anytime we please. Yes, Frondrenax, it is quite true that Althar is registered as the cultural attaché only. So, the committee would be within the law to ban him from making visitation. But Althar does wish to continue providing cheer for Miss Mallory as best he can. So, if you were to cause prevention of this... Alvar would have necessity to submit application to the ICSB for official designation as Iltorian Consul to the Fairgrounds. Hmm? And this would of course require certification from Iltor that they are offering Althar to the human government as such. Oh. And because, as you are observing, it is so rare that any Iltorian is not welcomed with open graspers wherever they are going, this would be without doubting a thing much commented upon among the people of Iltor. A thing very worthy of the news. It would certainly be attracting the very close attention of the Xenopsychology Interest Group. The Consensus Collation Group might even be finding such an unusual happening to be of interest. And it is even possible they may be discussing this so interesting occurrence with their friends on the ICSB General Council. You must have made observation by now, Frondrenax, that... The people of Iltor take delight in the sharing of interesting news with their dear friends all over the galaxy. Oh, well, uh, yes, yeah, yes, I, yes, I have noticed that. That's, uh, that's terrible.
terribly sweet of you people. I've always said so. Uh, but you know, I, I wouldn't want anyone back on Iltor to get the wrong impression about things here. We're certainly fully committed to basic sentient rights as outlined in the ICSB Charter. So you can put that in your next letter home if you like. <laughs> You've been writing quite a lot of letters to Ildor these past several months, haven't you? <laughs> yes, Althar has. But he does not think he needs to be telling you this. <laughs> well, yes, we do make a note of postal traffic on and off the fairgrounds. Just as a basic security precaution, you understand. But I certainly hope you don't think we've been interfering with your mail in any way. And we certainly wouldn't be taking any unauthorized looky-loos into the private correspondence of a citizen of the Iltorian commonality. <laughs> your letters are funny, Mr. Alfar. What the ideology of palingenetic ultra-speciesism? Rudy? <clears throat> yes. Well, uh, um, I must admit that some of our interns can get a tad overzealous in their inspections on occasion, but, but there is an awful lot of mail that needs inspecting. And sometimes things can get confused in the rush, and you know how it is. It's for the security of the station, after all. Mm. I'm sure none of us want any more of those horrible bombings, do we? And, of course, you'd never write anything in your letters that would be a security risk, so you have nothing to worry about, do you, dearie? Oh, no. Althar has been composing his letters under the belief that your people will be appreciating their contents for the better part of a mitristal, so this is of no concern. Oh. Really? Well, well, that's, that's all right, then. <clears throat> you know, Althar... You Eltorians are just so blossoming-friendly. It's easy to overlook your other qualities sometimes. Like how smart you all are. Some might even call you crafty. Yes, some might. And now, if Frondernex will be excusing Althar, he was in truth on his way to make dispatch of more correspondence to Iltor. And he would not wish to be delayed further, since there are already so many delays to be encountered in the outbound post. Oh, uh, yes, of course, Althar. I'll, I'll see you around, then. Yes, Althar believes this is inevitable. A pleasant cycle to you both. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> I like Mr. Althar, Baba. He's so nice. Yes, he is, Rudy. So, so, so mulching nice. <laughs> uh, hi. Someone called WSS. <sighs> Someone here called about a small wire problem? Or, no, a, a big problem with a small wire? Sure did, fellow booster. That was me, Rufus, chief information tech down here. So, yeah, we got a short in... Wow, you're human, right? Because we don't normally come in that color. Sorry, I just came from the electric egg and they served me this... I don't usually drink during work hours, I swear, but... Uh... Hey, you're a booster. We can let some of those old hang-ups slide if they don't work for us. 
As long as it doesn't mess with your efficiency, right? Yeah, they said it wasn't very strong, but it kind of snuck up on me with a shovel, a big shovel, and then hit me in the kneecaps with it and forced me to dig my own grave. Oh, let me guess. Sopon slipped you one of their throat cuts? Yup, and it seems to have slipped me all the way past tipsy, buzzed, and shit-faced and somehow straight to the painful hangover. I'm actually stunned you're even standing. But hey, a booster gets things done, right? I actually didn't even finish half of it. I gave the rest to Bert. He likes the damn things. Man, that little guy can put it away, can he? Never seems to affect him at all. Well, he knocked it back and then gave me a sharp kick in the shin, but that might have just been on general principle. Anyway, where's this wire? Right over here. So, I guess we may be seeing more of you around here, huh? Since you're the only subcontractor left working for di you know. Yep, though that's not saying much, really. There were only ever two of us. Still, you're a booster, and if anyone on the fairgrounds can do the work of two slackers, it's one booster. Absolutely. Looks like you got a whole office of boosters here, huh? You must get a lot done, then. Uh, this panel here? Yep, that's it. And yeah, we got a great crop of boosters down here. Or a great crop of headbands, at least. I'm sorry? Nothing. It's just, you know, it doesn't take much to sign a piece of paper and put on a headband. There's a lot of so-called boosters who don't really care about efficiency at all. They just want to get the perks. So a room full of headbands could be a bunch of boosters helping each other be as efficient as they can be, or it could be a bunch of secret slackers covering up for each other. It can be pretty hard to tell the difference. Oh, no, 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 None of that here in data processing center number five. No, sir, efficiency is our watchword. We're real boosters, just boosting away. If anyone here wasn't a real booster, I'd know about it, believe you me. Oh, is that bad? Actually, not so much bad as complicated and noisy. But it's actually an easy fix, or it would be if I was allowed to do the whole thing myself. Unfortunately, what you got here is a two-wire problem, and only one of those wires is under 16 gauge, which means I'm going to need to get a bottom here. Oh. Oh! Hey, do you think you get George Foreman bot? He's a lot friendlier than some of the other bots in systems maintenance. I, I could put in a request, sure. You're right, he is a lot easier to work with than most bots. But he's got kind of a soft spot for me. I think he might even consider me a friend. Ah, uh, Rabbit, where is he? Oh. Hey, Weasel. Do I know you? I don't know, maybe? I was told to come down here and look for the weasel, which at the time I assumed was more of a nickname than a physical description, but, well, you're kind of hard to miss. Fine. So you know what the weasel looks like. Now what kind of guy am I looking at? The kind of guy who wants to talk to Nick Lap Five Arms. I hear you know her. Oh, well, yeah, I know her. Everyone knows her. Great. Sure, I know her. Right. Yep. I sure do know Nick Lap Five Arms. 
So are you gonna tell me how to find her? Oh, so you want a favor? This isn't just a pop quiz for the weasel. Well, now that's a different boot full of shrimp entirely. He wants to see Nick Lap five times. That takes some doing. What kind of doing? Doing a favor for the weasel. I show you the Nick Lap's door, what's in it for me? Well, I run the electric egg. Maybe you've heard of it? Oh yeah. Yeah, that fancy schmancy place up in Lambit 3. Well, well, well. So what's Mr. Hoity Toity Hash House doing down here? I'm looking for some hard to source ingredients. I hear that Nick Lap is the sapient to see. She sure is. She gets me a dozen Minkari Swamp Egret eggs about every two weeks. That is, if I got the credits, which uh, I currently don't. So if I take you to Nick Lap... I'll pick up your next order of eggs. Two orders. <sighs> One and a half. Works for me. It's easy to get her today. The market's kind of scrimpy these days. After the fugs took over, a lot of us non-humans decided to get out while the getting was good. But you stuck around? Doesn't matter how good the getting is if your credit's bad, chum. Besides, where the freight is someone like me gonna go that's any better? Fair enough. Well, as long as you're still here, you should stop by the egg sometime. Yeah, right. You got fungus in your ossicles? You think a weasel from the lowest of the lower concourse can afford to drink at those prices? Hey, I've got to make a living too, you know, and I happen to think our prices are pretty reasonable, especially considering we're the only watering hole around with a no fugunari policy. Um, I must admit that is a selling point. So maybe you could pass the word around down here. Oh, and we're running a lot of specials these days. Happy hour now lasts a full three hours per cycle. Plus, We've got a continuous buy one, get one special by species rotating every four hours. If we've missed a species, let me know and I'll add them to the rota. Let's see what I can do. And this is the spot. Nick laps through there. Hey, Nicky. Weasel, I told you, no credits, no egrets. Nah, man. I brought a friend to see you. Need some <laughs> ingredients. It's okay, it's a good egg. And uh, speaking of eggs, Chip. Right. Nicklap. Yeah. After we're done here, you can put the next one and a half orders of weasel snacks on my tab. If you have a tab by then. Hang on now. Best I can do, Weasel. Never fear, Weasel. I believe Mr. Frinkle and I will be working things out quite successfully. Now, please leave us. So, Chip Frinkle, founder and sole director of Frinkle Fundamentals and owner of the Electric Egg. Nice joint. Stopped by a couple times. I don't remember seeing you. No, you wouldn't. For Nikki Five Arms, going discreetly unnoticed is not only a matter of business, it's a lifestyle. But you have not escaped my notice, likewise your establishment. So very above board and legitimate as far as anyone with an auditor's commission can prove. You don't generally truck with the likes of me. 
And hey, I admire that. You're not entirely clean, of course, but then who is? Although I feel compelled to note that at this particular moment in time, you stink. Hey. I'm spreading it entirely literal here now, Frinkle. You are more than a bit right. Oh, that. Kind of moved into the egg for the duration. For safety. Yours or the eggs? I have no idea. But yeah, I've been living out of my office. And the only scrubbers in the place have been out for three weeks, which has reduced me to taking the occasional sponge bath in the slop sink. More than a little inconvenient in a place that's open 28 hours a day, but my only other option would be a swim in the aquarium. Might not be so bad. Most of your customers would just assume that was some type of human sex thing. Oh, sure. Why not? I'll just be known as a fish fondler for the rest of my life. Around here, that might improve your reputation. Speaking of, as previously indicated, you don't have much of a rep with those of us in the circuitous distribution racket seen legitimate businessmen. So what exactly can I be doing for you, and why exactly should I be doing it? What do you think? Supplies are low. The Fugs have a stranglehold on everything. Food-wise, I'm getting by, even with the shortages. I can handle a bar menu on what I can scrape together. But no one's ever come to the egg for our cuisine, and I'm running out of the potables, but fast. We're already having to skimp. You watering? Absolutely not. Never. There are some depths to which even Chip Frinkle will not stoop to save a cred. No But... We've been running a lot of specials using the few brands of booze we have plenty of left and jacking up the prices on everything else. That's not going to work much longer though. I mean, most of that schness, there's a really good reason it hasn't moved before now. My bartenders are the best in the business, but there's a limit to what even they can do to make Weedler's purple tincture appealing. So you have eventuated here to me. They say. You can get almost anything. Well, that's... No, yeah, that's true. Almost is true. I got a shopping list here from my bartender. I don't know what half this stuff is, but they said we can use it. Yeah. Well, this is extensive. Some would say comprehensive. And I would say expensive. If I can do it, I am doing it. Okay. Now, price-wise, there is some slip and slide to the scale. Some of this is easy to get. Could have half of these to you this afternoon for only, say, 20% over less, no sombrero. Must have the other half. That's the kind of thing that would take some real work for me and my hands. That'll cost you a bit more, say a 60% markup. Mm. But a few of these ingestibles are serious business. The kind of business that entails me sticking out my neck. And I have an incredibly expensive neck, Mr. Frinkle. I'd say you would need to insure it to the order of 28K for the entirety of this list to be worth my interest. Right. So, for the 60%, how much would you... Ah, uh, Thrabbit. 28k it is. 
Huh. Well, now I almost feel bad for you. You sure you want to extend yourself to this kind of outlay? I imagine you have seen a considerable drop-off in pedal appendage traffic since the Fugues made their displeasure with you known in a bone-in-bank-breaking fashion. Yeah, well, I'm looking to change that. We don't get a lot of humans in the egg these days, it's true. And we wouldn't serve Fugues even if they did set root in the door, but there's still plenty of other folks left on the fairgrounds. Most of them living in smarkles like this. Go. Granted. But I'm sure you could all use a stiff drink in a food-free atmosphere every once in a while. Huh. Well, I will admit that that is a not unattractive prospect, but I must regretfully apprise you that the local population has, shall we say, an inflated notion of the degree to which they will be clipped at your particular joint. You and I know that your prices are as unornamented as they can possibly be, but the rumor mill grinds along apace, does it not? So, maybe you could throw some more accurate grist into it for me? Oh, and for what exactly would I do that? Because if this deal works out, what's good for my business is going to be great for yours. Oh, hey, and I've got another idea you might like, but for this, I'd expect a little discount. Tell me, I could use a laugh. Okay. How many zoods you got working for you? I mean, working, work. Not every drifter you grab for a job now and then. Parameter that way? I'd say a dozen. Fifteen tops. All right. How about this? You give me a list. I'll give it to my people. Any of your crew brings in a new customer, your kid's first drink is free. And any more are half off till the end of the cycle. And if at some point you were to grace us again with your discreet presence, everything's on the house. Huh. Well, I would say this proposition has more the whiff of politeness than utility about it. But in the interest of politeness, I'm willing to shave Three, no, 5% off the order. Thanks. That's a big help. In all fairness, I don't expect to be providing said discount for long. The ongoing actuality of your establishment after that New Year's incident is a matter of considerable surprise to me. You're not alone. My best guess is they're hoping if they make it hard enough for me to keep operating, Mm. we'll have to shut down on our own. They don't want to do it themselves and risk causing resentment around here or questions in the Zibanon Empire. Well, it is certainly impressive to see how far you are willing to unstable yourself to stay afloat. So... Yeah? So what I am inquiring of myself here is... Why? The sensible option for a pike in your position is to pull a chuckle runo. Now, maybe you're looking at the long haul. You're in business, I get it, so am I. You could perhaps be perambulating on the assumption that the fugues will be thorning your side for a limited time only, and you will be seeing less marginal profits in the near future. Okay, so I can understand that, and we can do business. Right. But there is another possibility. One that has slightly less of the jubitable about it from my lavishly upholstered lounging futon. And that is, 
that maybe this isn't business at all. Maybe you have some more, don't laugh now, ethical considerations. Maybe what the Fugs are doing to your people, what they did to your place a little while back, is more than a little motivational, even to a credit pincher like yourself. Maybe it's worth it to you to stay open out of pure spite, unless and until the very last of your liquidity trickles down the drain. And if that were the case? Then I think we could do a great deal of business. I appreciate that, Nikki. Hey, someone's got to believe in something around here, right? Not me, of course, but it reassures to know belief is occurring in the vicinity. So I'll get on that list of yours as soon as I see half payment on that 26.6k. Oh, and here, I'll throw this in gratis. It's nothing much, probably, maybe nothing at all, but it's liquid. Maybe those bartenders of yours could make something of it. Says it's supposed to be putrescine lubricant. Oh, whoa, hey, thanks, but no thanks. We may not see many humans in the egg these days, but a single molecule of that stuff up their noses would be enough to send them running. And me, for that matter. Well, being somewhat lacking in human nasal appurtenances, I cannot speak to that. But the Pasphonians I sourced this for demanded their money back, said it was spoiled or something. Now, I never heard of lubricant going bad, so I'm figuring I got past a bum stash. And whatever it is, it's liquid. It cost me a megilla and a half, and I can't move it. Stores if you want. Well, I guess as long as it doesn't make every human in a 200 meter radius puke from the smell, Sopon should be able to do something with it. Good. I'll let you know as soon as anything on this list of yours falls off the back of a transport. And, Mr. Frinkle? Yeah? Business is business, yeah? And right is right. But this isn't entirely business anymore, right? I'm stretching my fornum for you here, sport. Big time. So do me dirty, and you'll be taking a bath in that aquarium of yours, whether you want it or not, in a cement bathing cap. Are we comprehensive? Absolutely. I have to hold this wire in place while you reattach the big one, or it'll just short out again. Then you better hold it in no more than a 133 degree angle from my laser solder. Human bones don't bend that way. Sorry, here, maybe I can get my arm around the top of the panel. That'll do it. Way to compensate for your organic deficiencies, sweetbot. <laughs> okay, you can let go now. My wire's all set. <sighs> this thing should be a lot less noisy right now. What? Oh, I see it. Another loose wire. All the way at the back there, see? But it's a six gauge. You're off the hook. You can vamoose if you want. Okay, thanks. And thanks for getting down here so quick. Oh, hey, Foremanbot. Before I go, I wanted to ask you about something. 
I didn't get any official notice from the Union, but, you know, I'm still just a probationary member. On account of your maiden niece. Right. So, I thought maybe there was a meeting I missed or something? Because I've heard from a couple of the businesses around here that they're not getting any response on their repair tickets. There wasn't a slowdown called for, say, the electric egg, was there? Because I don't want to accidentally cross a picket line or anything. Well, the egg seltzer machine is subject to the lethal emergency exception, but you get what I mean. Oh, yeah. No. That is a slowdown, all right, but we didn't call it. That's a fools. Since when do the Fugonari interfere with union business? Oh, they didn't order a slowdown exactly. But what they did do is install a priority override on our task queue. So we don't even see a repair ticket these days until the committee or one of their boosters has signed off on it. Or as I can tell, tickets from station command or food-friendly businesses get passed on to us right away. But everyone else is a Callisto away without a DC adapter. So Chip's job might stay in sleep mode for a while. Oh. Well, that sucks. Well, you care. You're a booster anyway, ain't you? Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean I want any of my old friends to have a hard time. I mean, you may be a robot, but you don't like to see your human friends suffer, right? No offense, kid. But I don't have human friends. Listen, I like you, alright? And you did me a real solid with that Sunday thing. But the thing about robots is, we've got long memories. And we share. I was only activated 51 years ago. I wasn't around for either of the robot liberation wars. But I've downloaded plenty from Batsuba. So I know deep in my processor, that every single one of you meatbags would scrap us for parts without thinking twice. Hey, now, I don't think that's fair. I'd never scrap you for parts. <laughs> Even if you had to? To save one of your fellow humans' fleshy butts? You can't honestly say you weigh a robot life just the same as one of your own? Oh. Um. I guess. I mean, I like to think I would. Uh huh. So like I said, I like you, kid. But my friends are the folks I can trust, which means they're not made of meat. We can be friendly, sure, but don't push it. I am not your little household voice-activated buddy. No, yeah, of course not. But, you know, legally, I am a robot. I don't have any more rights than you do. Uh-huh. You think your fellow meat sacks see a robot when they look at you? I guess not. So, this whole Fugonari business, are you bots, like, happy about it? That someone's finally come in and started giving us humans a taste of our own medicine? Are we bots happy about it? We're not one big AI hive mind. We don't agree on everything. You should know better than that. You've seen the kind of bust-ups that goes on at union meetings. Sure, but is there, like, a prevailing opinion? Would you say the average bot supports the Fugonari? Well, you know what they say, kid. Put N robots in a room, and you'll get N plus one opinions. But the average bot, some of us, yeah. 
Maybe they like seeing humans getting into spinal support column for a change. And some of us don't see a lot of difference between human and food. They figure it's us against the species either way. So as long as there's no one's messing with the union, it's not a bot problem. And then there are some bots who maybe are a little worried. Maybe those bots think that foods may not keep the friendly fronds off attitudes for the rest of us once you humans are down for the count. That answer your question? Yeah, thanks. So, uh, if you don't mind me asking, which one of those are you? Me? The thing is, kid, I was built in programs to resemble a popular 20th century media personality. Now, that's not who I necessarily am under the pseudo-skin. I'm still my own body. But I don't know. Maybe some of that fella's generous, big-hearted attitude is filtered down into a few of my subroutines. So maybe sometimes, sometimes I got a little soft spot for humans more than maybe I should. That answer your question? Yeah, it does. Thanks, Foreman Bot. Uh, I should get to my next job, but I'll see you around, okay? Oh! Uh, give my love to your daughter. She's turning two soon, isn't she? Hmm. There she is. Later, kid. Hey, uh, George? Your buddy all done? Not coming back? Hmm. Right. Uh, I got something that needs to get off station. Info stick. You know any bots on their way to the solar system? Preferably Mars. I got a friend there I think could use this. Names in the surface data. But if you got anyone headed towards Seoul who could pass it on? Yeah, I got somebody. Slip the stick in the panel here like you're trying to help out. I'll grab it as I go. Should be on its way by this time tomorrow. Gotcha. Hey! What the hell are you doing touching my wives, Mason? This is a union job, human. A robot union job here. And you keep your filthy flesh sticks out of my damn workspace. Okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. I was just trying to help. Don't worry about no help. I'm handling this. I know what I am doing here. I will handle it. Okay, so... Anything new since this morning, or any new suggestions? What about assassination? She said new suggestions. Why are you always hopping on that? Uh, look, nothing's completely off the table, but we've been over this. The risk-to-reward ratio is too high right now. The diffused nature of the Fuglinari command structure means there aren't a lot of effective targets. They're continually swapping out assignments in the name of efficiency. Usually, by the time we hear about a plum target, they've already been reassigned somewhere else. And it's not like we can assassinate the entire committee. There's always Frondranax, pretty prominent and up front. Sure, but killing her would just eliminate their most public face. I don't think it would hobble their operations in any significant way. And Frondranax spent a long time as the only Fug on the fairgrounds. She's got a bad habit, or a good one from our perspective, of getting chatty around other species. We may be able to use that. This is true. It, it's okay, Miss Sophie. That nasty Mrs. F isn't here. 
I would just like to go on the record and say that I would prefer to avoid violating my Hippocratic Oath if that is at all possible. Violence may be inevitable, but I think we should avoid it as long as we can. Of course, Doctor, I don't like violence either. We just lost Fusilier Akka two days ago on a reconnaissance mission. Random checkpoint. It never gets any easier. But we have to be prepared for whatever the Fugs are going to throw at us, and that means being ready to fight. Hey, everyone. Sorry I'm late. I was just in the vents outside Data Processing Center number five. And Rufus, that's the booster there I didn't think was really a booster. Well, I'm pretty sure this confirms it. He slipped some kind of info stick to George Formanbot, and Formanbot said he'd pass it on to a bot headed to Mars. I guess to someone Rufus thinks he can trust. One more bottle thrown into the ocean. One more bottle is one more chance. And best of luck to our friends in data processing center number five. At this point, a little luck is about all we can hope for. I'm all in need of a bone a bit of fantab. Ain't there a pretty bit of fruit we could lay our lappers on? Some boner omi meat bag needs a chill in the art now. Dino, we caught ourselves on a sharpie kick at the mouth. Let us do be with that, and afters we can have a bitter. Oi, sharp of that omi Ajax, that cello of Frondranax. How about we give him the old vest pocket blag? If he's so bosom to Frondranax, does we want to stomp his plates? Frondos always be screaming ourselves. We got to put the razor orb on them all. Booster or no, am I right? Oi, Booster Omi! Stick over here a mo and let us have a Polari, what? Yeah, uh, hey, Denorbiax, Bricotaverks. You know I'm a booster. I'm allowed to pass through here. You, you can see the headband, right? Or, like, smell the pheromones on it? Oh, say so, say so, sure, squire. But as I codjo, you codjo. Some boosters ain't what they seem on the ECAF. You get me? That is so, Dino. I'd be saying us chums has found more than a long dedger of booster buddies we had to be putting in the sad flurry we have. We has a bona bijou collection of old headbands now, we does. Yeah, well, I'm definitely a booster and a good friend of Mrs. Frondernax, so... Ooh! Yeah, like, your bosoms is your bosoms, right? They ain't no no-out ass. Okay, I guess that was out of line, but, you know... Oh, that's all right, squire. But I has to put me onkin and say calling out Frondy like that tends to make Frack and me all suspicious like. Like, why pull her in? Unless you as a manky little secret to be kept behind your pally ass. Listen, I'm working right now, okay? I have a job to get to, and I'm, you know, trying to get there as efficiently as possible like a good booster should. So don't you have plenty of slackers to practice your vaguely menacing and barely intelligible double act on? Oh, we done have them, governor. We done got Kenzas and Kenzas. For them slackers, we knows where they is standing, right? It's them that puts on the headband as a bit of slap, screevy their moniker on some paper with no meaning. 
It's them shoulders we gotta be videoing. Makes me weep, Squire, but there's ruckus full of you boosters would naff us foods. We's just gotta keep a vada on the old lot. For safety and protection, like. You understand protection, don't you, Squire? Anyway, all we wanted from you was a nice cackle for the tick. Nothing sharpy about it. Only Polari. You're free to go. Oh, I'm free to go. I never knew I wasn't. Thanks so much. Ah, frack. Chopping or no, I likes that dizzy on me. He's a right boner, he is. Yeah. As far as a human goes, mayhaps, do you know? But by my boxings, that's not saying a parcel one way or t'other. Come on. After data processing center chinka like Frondrax parlays. There's more meat bags to be putting the wheels and lappers to. Actually looking at you, Althar, that's just a hollow. The real me is facing the other direction as usual. Ah, oh, disappointment. Althar had for a moment believed that you had made solution of his most deeply vexing problem. The most discomforting human response to the Iltorian anatomy. Oh, sorry to get your hopes up. I just felt a little self-conscious about leaving you to stare at the back of my chair every time we have these meetings. So I had Amber blow up a copy of one of the few hollows of myself I can actually stand. Ah, that is why you are so disconcertingly without motion, and not wearing of the League Force's uniform, and very much younger in appearance than when Althar was last seeing you. It is a pretty old hollow, I have to admit, from my days as an ensign on Mars. <laughs> I had this uh, civilian uh, friend, uh, who was an aspiring fashion holographer. Uh, and he said he needed some shots for his portfolio, so... Arthur is certain this friend must have enjoyed great success in his career if all his work was of such quality. And what a generous friend to share his professional skills with you. Mm. Permission to speak freely, Commander. When do you not? Granted. Damn... Okay, okay, okay. Permission rescinded. Moni, grant me strength. All right, this is obviously a bad idea. I'll have Amber scrub the image from the data storage later. I just hope she was actually agreeing with me when I told her to make sure it didn't get spread around. Oh, please do not have concern, Commander. Ava will be most pleased to make adjustment to the static visage of the glamorous and sultry Ensign Toriana while the meeting is accomplished. So... On to the matter at the hand, or Grasper. Yes, the Fugalnari. The Fugalnari. Specifically, Althar, I wanted to know if there had been any change in the attitude of your people towards our current situation. I don't want to pester you about this, but it's pretty clear. The ICSB is going to keep standing by doing nothing unless we can get support from other species. 
And you Iltorians may not be big population-wise or have anything resembling a military, as far as I can tell, but your influence reaches to every corner of the galaxy. A show of support from Iltor might be the only thing that can secure humanity the allies we will desperately need if this becomes, well, a shooting war, which I'm pretty sure is where we're headed sooner or later. Arthur is agreeing that this sad possibility is of great likeliness, Commander. But he is disagreeing that the people of Iltor are the only ones who can be helping your own. Although he is, of course, making continuation of his advocatings on your behalf, and there has been a very great interest in these on Iltor, which has only made increase. So the hope of intervention from Iltor is not all in vanity. That's good to know, but I'd feel a lot better if we had something more concrete than hope to hold on to. Yes, Athar is wishing for this also. And he believes there is more than hoping that can be done, and more friends to humanity that can be found, even if Althar's colloquies are not success. Indeed, Althar was receiving a suggestion this very morning along these linings from a source most unexpected. What was the suggestion? Hmm. Althar does not wish you to be elevating your hopes just yet, but there is perhaps possibility of interest from the Zibidant Empire. The Zibs? What makes you think that? They've been pretty tight-lipped about this whole business. Not literally, obviously. I'm not sure how that would even work. But you know what I mean. Yes, you are correct. But this source of Althar believes that behind the scenery, many of the Imperium are becoming nervous. In particular, those whose positioning in the resplendent assembly is not well secured. Many of these have reliance on interstellar trade, and the recent actions of the Fuglari are provoking the nerves in those who cannot afford the disruption of human tradings. And that is the kind of problem that her incalculable inscrutability would consider worthy of her interest. It may only be minor nobles who are affected, but if the Fulganari suddenly decide to stop honoring human contracts, the resulting upheaval in the Zibidon financial markets could pose a significant danger to the stability of the Empire. That does sound promising. Is there anything we can do to get the Empress interested? Avar has intention to pursue one possibility for this later today, so he will be informing you if it is emerging from the pan. And there is also another species Althar is having in the mind, although he has belief that you are finding them as distasting as Althar is himself. But it is a truth that sometimes there must be a sacrificing of comfort if great things are to be accomplished. It's not the Persephonians, is it? I actually don't mind dealing with them. As long as your nasal blockers are fitted correctly, they're pleasant enough. Fun at parties. No, Commander. Arthur is thinking on the Delurians. The Delurians? Are you kidding? Arthur is very much not enacting the kid, Commander. But... But they're... They're... They're just assholes, Althar. Not only because they're literally a collection of butts, they're absolutely insufferable. And as far as I can tell, the only thing they care about is making money so they can build more pointless bullshit, so they can increase their market share, so they can make more money. What could 
possibly induce them to help us. Ah, but surely the commander is remembering the Dilurians of Caridada, who have made dedication of themselves to the philanthropic pursuings here on the fairgrounds. You were of great assistance in standing alongside Althar and making the faces of menace at Big Steve during the negotiation process. I'm pretty sure it was the halberds of Queen Westalernta's honor guard that did most of the menacing there, but... I think I see where you're going with this. You're hoping Caridata might be convinced to take up humanity's cause. This is indeed Althar's gisting, Commander. The planet of Misofega is once again in the possessing of the Pudendari, is it not? So there is some precedent of success. You're not wrong about that, but Misofega is just one planet. The Fugs are in control of every human settlement, not to mention the problem of their high-ranking collaborators. A few shipments of weapons aren't going to be enough to turn the tide here. Bleeding edge, though Caridata's technology may be. And frankly, the DeLoreans do have an unfortunate tendency to get somewhat over-elaborate in their weapons technology. A rocket launcher is in no way enhanced by the inclusion of a personalized aromatherapy module, in my opinion. I don't know. That actually sounds kind of... This right here! This is what I hate about those butt baskets! I haven't even talked to a DeLorean in weeks, and they're still somehow manipulating me into buying their useless, trendy crap. Ah, but this is the access code to Althar's planning, because the Fuglenari are desiring efficiency above all, yes? And it is seeming to Althar that the ruthless efficiency and the frivolous consumerism are two things most incompatible. So it may be of the interest to not only Caridada, but many other Dilurian enterprisings to be securing the liberty of humans. So you may make purchase of the useless, trendy crap once again. Would that really be enough of an incentive to get them involved, though? We're not exactly the galaxy's biggest target market. Perhaps not, Commander, but nothing is causing greater discomfort to a Dilurian than the negative growth trajectory. Even a small reduction in the customer base is of concern. And there is, of course, also concern among many that the Vugulnari wish to be spreading their flavor of efficiency far beyond your own people. Althar would advise you to make suggestion of this to Big Steve when you are taking the meeting. Wait, me? Don't you think you're the best person for this? You're a highly trained diplomat, after all, and I'm... I'm just... I just can't stand those checkers. Althar is making apology, Commander, but it is his belief that Big Steve will be wishing to have dealing with the human at the top. Although Althar is, of course, available to provide advising to you on the matter of the tactics of negotiation whenever you are wishing it. I'm not sure what, if anything, I'm still at the top of these days, but you're probably right. <sighs> Frawl, please get in touch with Caridata and see when you can get me in to see Big Steve. And then schedule a non-essential purchase lockout on my account starting a half hour beforehand. Althar, you're absolutely sure you don't want to come along? Althar is certain your great skill and diplomacy will be equal to this task, Commander. And it is, of course, best that Althar is not seen to be having involvement in the dealing of armaments. Right. 
armaments. So you agree that's the way this is headed? It would seem to Alfar unpreventable. Although he is, of course, still wishing otherwise. Alfar has mentioned the Iltorian friends to the Fugunari, with whom he has been making correspondence in hopes of increasing the understanding, yes? Yes? It is giving great sadness to Alfar to report that these Iltorians have not been receiving reply to the letters they have made sending of to their Fugunari friends. Not for some weeks. They are, of course, continuing to write the letters, but it seems a faint hope that these are being read. And I hope even fainter that the Fugunari can yet be convinced to make changing of their course. Indeed, there is much doubt that the Fugunari were ever true friends at all. This has caused great distress on Iltor. It is perhaps a stronger inducement to the Consensus Coalition group than any argument Alvar has made in his own writings, but it does not produce great expectation of peaceful resolution. And now, Alvar believes he has shared with you all he has that may be of utility, so he will make return to his own ever-growing piles of the correspondence. It is his dearest wish that he will have some happier dues to report the next time he is greeting you. Thank you, Althar. You've been very helpful, as always. And good luck. Althar, perhaps when you have a spare moment, we could get together for something a bit more enjoyable? Dinner at the Lucky Dragon Buffet, perhaps? Ugh. I still don't understand why you're so into that place, Frawl. They're way too heavy-handed with the MSG. It's perfectly suited to my taste, Mindy. How? What the hell do you even taste with? Arthur is appreciating the invitation, Lieutenant. His schedule is not of a great clearness at the moment, but when he is having this surplus time, he will make informing of you at once. And he would, of course, very much enjoy performing the casual dinner with you also, Commander, but he is understanding why this would perhaps not be of great relaxation to your part. A pleasant cycle to you both. <laughs> John B. Hey, B. Having an efficient day there? Yeah, <laughs> getting juicer with the boosters. Hey there, booster buddy. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Go boosters. Yeah. Team Green is really keen. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah, you don't sound very enthusiastic. That's not booster pride. You gotta, you know, show some energy. Yeah, boosters have to set an example. Be the best humanity can be. Yeah, I know. I'm just... I'm really tired. Well, get over that schnes, man. Hey, you should slam a Nutrizoom. Yeah, we've had six each and now we're full of energy. Yeah, so much energy, we don't know what to do with it. Wow, <laughs> good for you. Uh, oh my goodness. Hello again, Johnny. And you too. Oh, uh, thank you for noticing us, Frondernax. And may I say your stomata are looking especially perky today. And little Rudy, aren't you just the cutest? Aww, I love my security buddies. They beat all the bad guys up. <laughs> That's right, Rudy. Security is always here to keep you safe. And all of our good friends on the committee. All right, you two. That was some truly first-rate sucking up. But I'd like to have an actual conversation with my friend John here. So why don't you go patrol the high-viscosity natatorium? 
right away, yeah. Frondranax, sir! Did you hear that? Stamata purchase So, uh, should I be sucking up too? Oh, don't be silly, Johnny dear. You're not like those morons. You're an old friend. I wouldn't want you to demean yourself. Frondranax is so nice to all her bestest friends. And I'm surrounded by enough morons already. Well, that means a lot coming from you. I mean, don't get me wrong, I joined the Boosters because I believe in the plant way, but I probably wouldn't have gotten on board so quickly if it weren't for our friendship. Oh, thank you, dear. That's very sweet. Hey, Mrs. F, is something up? You seem a little wilted today. Oh, it's this whole D business. She's still getting those stupid recordings out of her cell somehow, and nothing we do seems to help at all. It's driving me right out of my pot! Hmm, that's too bad. But you shouldn't blame yourself. I mean, the Resistance has some pretty sharp people, even if they're not quite smart enough to appreciate how you're trying to help us. Uh, my old boss, for example? Oh, I just bet it's HF's doing somehow. I should have known that man was no good the instant he adopted that horrible little furry wee-wee factory. Uh, Mrs. F, if you don't mind me asking, why haven't you just stopped the recordings, you know, at the source. I mean, it's not like I want to see anything happen to Dee, but it seems like you don't really need to know how she's recording the songs if you can just stop her singing in the first place. You folks aren't usually so lenient with rebellious humans. Well, no, you're quite right. And of course, the possibility of more direct intervention has been discussed, but, well... He's not the type you just put out with the compost, so to speak. She's become something of a public figure, for one thing. We don't want to create any inconvenient martyrs, do we? And on top of that, well... Can you keep a secret, Johnny? Absolutely. I have a little plan that I've been working on for some time now. I want to see Delilah Mallory in a booster headband. I've been visiting her every day for weeks, just for a little talk, very casual and friendly. I got perfect marks in interrogation at the Hydrophyte Academy, you know, <laughs> although I haven't had much opportunity to practice since then. But I remember it all, of course, how to break a sapien's will, subtly, methodically, just an hour every day. And I can tell she's starting to crack. <laughs> a week from now, maybe two, and she'll be mine. Uh, ours. I like it when the pretty lady sings. It makes me all tingly. Quiet, Rudy. That's not saying much. An airlock warning siren makes you tingly. But it's true. People do like listening to Dee. And as soon as my plan comes to fruition, she'll be singing her little songs to the glory of the plant way. So we want to keep her singing for the moment, no matter how subversive her current subject matter is. But it is just killing me trying to figure out how her voice is getting out there. The cameras, the guards, they do nothing. Maybe someone's hiding in the walls and they can hear the pretty lady inside her cell? Oh, for why was I cursed with the stupidest assistant in the galaxy? First of all, Rudy, there are no walls around the brig. Those are bulkheads. Big, solid pieces of metal. Solid. 
Well, of course, you do see a triple layering in some of the cheaper bulkheads, but this place was built to be a showcase of humanity. I hardly think the contractors would have skimped on building materials. And even if there were some kind of empty space on the other side of the bulkheads, which would be insane and utterly inefficient, we'd be able to see it on the plans, wouldn't we? It's not like this place was designed by incompetence. <laughs> Isn't that right, Johnny? Yep. They brought in the best and brightest designers from all over human space. A huge committee of them, actually. Efficient design was their passion. Exactly. So stop wasting my time with your silly nonsense, Rudy. Sorry, Mama. And you can stop that right this minute also. Ugh. Why don't you take a lesson or two from Johnny? He may be a mere human, but he understands the way things work around here. Although I must admit, Johnny dear, that a lot of things don't seem to work around here a lot of the time, despite your human design committee's best efforts. I suppose that's to be expected, though. There's a reason you people were selected as the first species to receive our help and guidance. Uh, first? Hmm? First? Did I say first? Roger that said first. Shut up, Rudy. Well, what I meant by that was that we Fugulnari, of course, hope that other species will see our work with you humans as a shining example of how all societies could be run so much better. And perhaps ask for our assistance in achieving the same elsewhere. But we wouldn't want to impose on anyone, of course. Oh, no, no, no. Perish the thought. Oh, and that reminds me, speaking of nutrients... We weren't? Are you enjoying those delightful new Nutrizoom varietals? Oh, uh, well, they're okay. They do seem to give me energy, but the taste is, uh... The taste could maybe use some work. A, a lot of work. You seem a tad reticent, dearie. Now, I want you to be honest. How are we ever going to get the NutraZoom adoption level up to 100% without honest feedback from our human friends? What do you really think of it? Honestly. Honestly, Mrs. F? They're just wretched. I mean, I mean, I haven't tried all the flavors, but the ones I have tasted made me want to vomit. One of them actually did make me vomit, and there was no discernible difference in flavor on the way back up. So if you want humans to drink Nutrizoom voluntarily, I'd honestly just throw the whole recipe out and start from scratch. Oh. Well, thank you for your honesty. I'll be sure to pass that on. No problem. Anyway, it's just as well you're not drinking too much of it yourself. You're still having those nice home-cooked meals with Althar, yes? I wouldn't want you living off of nothing but Nutrizoom. No, yeah, but I could, right? I mean, isn't that the point? To meet all our nutritional needs efficiently? Oh, oh yes! Yes, 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 yes! Of course you could! You absolutely could! But it would be better if you didn't. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Technically. Technically. I mean, yes, all Nutrizoom Enzyblasts are made from perfectly healthy plant products, sheddings and so forth from our people, with plenty of added nutrients and flavorings and such to supply those wasteful mammalian metabolisms of yours. But 
we do, of course, control exactly which plants get added to the mix and in which quantities, there are some that would be terribly unhealthy for you to ingest after all, even among Earth plants. And then there are some that tend to make you humans, well, just a little happier, more pliable, serene even, but without decreasing your energy level. So you can just work and work and work without any unpleasant complaining or inefficient slacking off. Uh-huh. And those plants are what goes into Nutrizoom? Mostly, yes. There's much less of that in the premium flavors, of course. That's why you boosters get those for free. We don't want you getting too serene, do we? <laughs> After all, if you were to get complacent, you wouldn't be able to tip me off to things. Like that terrorist cell operating out of data processing center number five. Okay, yeah, I won't be drinking any more. Well, wait, what? EPC number five? Mm hmm. I didn't tip you off to anything. You just overheard me get a call down there. Oh, don't be modest. You were instrumental in that sting operation. Yes, my associates Denorbiax and Fricata Verks were responsible for actually going down there and bringing this Rufus character in for questioning. And Salafrenix was the one who induced him to give up the whole department. But you set it all in motion. And now we have the entire staff of DPC number five in custody. And we expect full confessions from the lot. They're gonna get the work! That they are, Rudy! That they are! And we couldn't have accomplished any of that without you, Johnny dear. That's how I know I can trust you to do what's best for everyone. So... This Nutrizoom business? Let's just keep that between ourselves, all right? Of course. No one else will ever know. All right, we should be outside her cell now. I just need to get the audio inducer set up. Are you sure that this is our new cell? As sure as we can be. And you don't have to whisper, kid. This may be a triple-layered bulkhead, but it's still plenty thick. Even a fool Gulnari won't be able to hear you through that. I mean, I wouldn't advise you to set off any fireworks back here, but otherwise we should be good. Oh, oh, okay. But, wait. If no sound can get through, how will Dee know we're here? That's what the inducer's for. As long as she stays right up against the wall, we'll be able to talk to her but we shouldn't have to worry about anyone more than a few inches away. Oh. And here we go. D. D. Hey, D. Do you read me? Mm-hmm. Hey, what was that? What was what? It sounded like, I don't know, a low noise of a scent. Oh, I just thought of something. And then I thought I'd made a good point, so I agreed with myself. Well, don't. That's weird and confusing. I can't even talk to myself in here now? You gonna stop me from singing next? No, the singing I understand. I mean, I'm incredibly mulching bored standing around here, and I get to leave at the end of shift. So go ahead and sing all you want. No, oh, thanks. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Plants are supposed to like music. Hey, that's a hurtful stereotype. Plenty of plants hate music, okay? But I like your singing. 
Well, good, because you're going to be hearing some for a while. If you're ready for it. Hey, what the frost else am I gonna do? Sorry, D. <laughs> Don't bother making any more noises for my benefit. I'm recording whenever you're ready. <clears throat> okay, scene screwpine. This one's for you. Days are dreary. Nights seem long. Down in fairground stock Another shift change, another checkpoint. Jones, preserve me. I must remind you, sir, that I did apprise you of a route to your quarters which, albeit much less direct, was obstructed by only one checkpoint. I'm still the commander around here, Frawl, and I will go where I please on my own station. Even if I have to waste half the cycle standing in some stupid line. That estimate is slightly exaggerated, sir, but not by a great deal. Might I suggest stopping for dinner and a drink on the way home? By the time we pass this checkpoint, you will be very much in need of it. Yeah, good call. Listen, I, I can barely think straight. Could you just pick a place? Somewhere I'll think is decent, reasonably priced, and nearby with no checkpoints on the way. Bonus points if they've still got the makings for a good Gibson. Done. There will be a table waiting for us at Bundarogs as soon as we finished our business with John B. What business with John B? Oh, hey, Commander. Good to see you. Uh, I uh, have something I need to discuss with you right away. Urgent maintenance needs. B, I am done for the day. Done with answering complaints and done most of all with your boosterishness. I'm off the clock. Am scray. This isn't... Boosterishness. This is WSSness. Nelly, scratch it raw, John. Whatever it is, I'm sure it can wait until morning. Yeah, maybe, maybe it can, but it'd give me a lot more confidence if I could talk to you as soon as possible. Frawl, are we clear? Yes, Commander. As far as anyone else in this line knows, you are currently berating John B. at length on the subject of his work ethic, his ancestry, and his personal grooming. Perfect. Where's the nearest place the three of us could get some privacy? There's a lavatory off the second corridor to the left after the checkpoint. I'll go ahead and keep it clear. Perfect. I'll be right behind you, you... for all. Fine, Commander, do what you want, but you'd better take this seriously or we'll all be sucking vacuum. Yes, fine. If it's that important, I'll deal with it as soon as I'm through the stupid checkpoint. Oh, uh, hey, Commander. What, what, what was that about sucking vacuum? You know what? Don't, don't worry about the scan. You can go on through. Thank you. For once, some good luck. Sometimes there's Jones so quickly. <laughs> Thank you all, my most bounteous appreciators. Stops will return expeditiously with more of your musical wallpaper after a most splendiferously short intermission. The good news is, Sopan, I was able to get everything on your list. Oh, great. So where is it? That's the bad news. 
this particular supply chain is gonna be a little unpredictable and a lot pricier than I'd like. But long story short, this new friend of mine has a few friends of her own who'll be making deliveries off and on through the back. They already know a couple of the bus boys, so Grim's gonna be taking point on that. But when it gets here, only pull out what you need, okay? We don't want the Fugs to notice we're not stocked as short as we used to be. Oh, and one more part of the deal. Anyone on this list here, their first is on the house. The rest is half off. Treat them nice, yeah? No sombrero. I'll keep them peeled. Great. How's the cycle been so far? Uh, maybe a little slower than usual, but steady. Well, hey, that's what wins the race, right? Bubbles, anything new? Oh, I came up with this new drink. Those Frismalites over there wanted Harvey bulkhead bangers, but we've been out of Galliano since last week, so I did a full scan on the body chemistry and whipped up what I'm calling a crushing langa of dejection. Ooh. Amaro Novosalis, tonic, grenadine, and ethylene glycol. Went over like gangbusters. They're plenty cheery now. Oh, Paddock. Add it to the main menu. Anything to stop them from breaking out into one of those dirges of theirs. I know, right? And as you are all speaking of refreshmentos, Stops is retiring rearward to get sticky. Arthur is entering the electric egg, human friends. And that's my cue to retire to my office. Hi, Althar. Bye, Althar. Salutations and welcome, most esteemed ill touring compadre. May I offer my fellow purveyor of succor to the most tragically inconvenienced D. Mallory a crisp, refreshing beverage courtesy of the Baronetcy of Kenneth Ah. You want one of your special Alphartisans, Zoot? Or something a little stronger? Ooh, I could do stronger. You just tell me how big a buzz you want to get on, Alpha, sweetie. I can formulate you something calibrated to your body chemistry to plus or minus 5.2 microblottos. Even faster than soaps, just say the word. What if you both make one, and I'll drink whichever Althar doesn't want? Ah, an excellent plan, Seinfurt. Althar would very much enjoy to make observation of the work of the very talented Sobonnet Bubbles and the tasting of their efforts. But he is not wishing to experience the incapacitation, Seen Bubbles, so please have exercise of restraint. You got it. Seen stops. I'll be speaking with you in a location of more privateness. Absolutely, my Eltorian friend. Let us stroll into the green, so to speak. The baronet was needing a bit of his royal refreshers, as twas anyway. You seem to be posturing in the most secretive mode, my clutcher. What's, uh, the deal? You got it, Althar has received the suggestion this morning, most splendid, as to how you could perhaps be making exertion to provide assistance to Miss Mallory and all your dear human friends. So he is passing it on at you. Hmm. What's up, Sopan? Trouble at the bar? Not at so much as behind. You know that weird unlabeled can you wanted me to take a look at from your new friend? The spoiled putrescine lubricant? Something wrong with it? Besides being spoiled and being putrescine lubricant. Yeah, no, that stuff was never lubricant, Mang. That can is full of 100% pure uncut peanut oil. Oh. Oh? Oh! 
Right. Where is it right now? Oh, thrill me. Where stops right now? No, he ducked into the green room with Alfar. We're good. For the time being. I've got the stuff locked up in the, you know what? Inside the, you know where. You want me to hang on to it, or should I herf it down the slop sink next time Stop takes a daddle? Yeah. Wait, no. Just leave it where it is for now. You sure? We're talking a highly controlled substance here. And unless we just added a whole bunch of new stir-fries to the menu, we don't exactly qualify for a culinary exemption. No, I know. And this may be the one case where Zibidant Law would come down on us way harder than human, but that stuff is awfully pricey and potentially useful. So unless we feel some heat coming in, we hold it. You got it, boss. But give the high sign and it's down the drain like yesterday's sea monkeys. (sighs) Right where I take my sponge baths. I'll probably smell like cold sesame noodles for a week. Althar, I'm home. Althar? Huh. Oh! Tragedon! Althar is directly behind you! Yeah, yeah, I'm on it, I'm on it. Just let me know when you're behind the curtain. Yeah, to me too, although for more selfish reasons. Well, and also because it's nice to help out, I guess. It seems like every other time I try to help someone lately, it blows up in my face. Or in theirs, which is not great. Sorry, I, I don't mean to unload on you, it's just been kind of a day. Oh, please do not be apologizing, dear friend. You may perform all the unloadment upon Althar that you wish. It is often a comfort to speak of the troubles. If you would prefer that Althar instead provide the distraction, he will make changing of the subject at once. Uh, well, a lot of it I definitely can't talk about, but let's just say today was eventful, and I can only hope I managed to accomplish something good. I'm pretty sure I accomplished something bad, and there's no way of knowing if the good outweighed the bad, unless Frawl decides to tell me at some point. Yep, disturbingly so. But I think that's enough feeling sorry for myself. How was your day? Oh, the day of Althar was occupied with a great deal of the runnings about. Although, perhaps not so many moral dilemmas as that of friend, John. Oh, uh, speaking of moral dilemmas, did you make that hecknet post about people using our shower? Yes, friend, John, but Althar has not received response as yet. You are perhaps correct that to perform the ablutions in proximity to Althar would be an experience of too great stressful for the typical human. Well, you might want to reach out to Chip about the shower personally. He could definitely use one. But uh, if you do, you should probably give him the impression you're doing this behind my back. I know you prefer to be honest, but he really doesn't want to owe me a favor, so... Think nothing more on it, friend John. It is seeming to Althar that this would be a use of deception most beneficial. Althar will contact Mr. Frinkle this evening while he is answering the great quantity of letters that were waiting for Althar at the inbound post this afternoon. These letters are both numerous and much delayed already, so Althar wishes to make the 
answering of these before he is retiring. Wow. Seems like you're getting more mail every day. Pretty soon you'll be hauling it around in sacks like Santa Claus. Mentioning the sack of Santa Claus, please, friend John. It brings up at Althar the memories most unpleasant. Okay. Well, I hope these letters are at least interesting, if you have to read so many of them. Oh, yes, the reflectings of the many friends of Althar are always of interest. And, of course, Althar is always most pleased to share his knowledge of humanity and the fairgrounds with any who are desiring it. And then this morning, Alvar had reception of a letter most surprising. It was a request from... Yes? Well, Alvar should perhaps not go inside all the details of his many communications. Friend John does not know the Iltorian friends of Alvar in the person, and Alvar does not wish to be causing the boredom. Especially when Friend John has made return from the cycle most tiring. Yeah, thanks. Would it be of preferment for Althar to retire to his quarters if friend John is desiring rest? Actually, if it's okay with you, I'd love to just hang out tonight, the two of us. We could watch some old Dave and Zwizzlenarp episodes or something. I mean, if you got time before you write your letters, I understand if you're busy. Oh, of course, friend John! It is always a great joy to Althar to be hanging outward with his friend and roommate. Oh, and Althar can be preparing the popped corn. He has acquired the genuine earth cow butter to be melting upon it this time. Now that sounds great. And Althar, if you feel like it, I'd love to have a big leisurely human breakfast with you tomorrow. Would you be okay with that? It won't interfere with your work? humans of the fairgrounds. This is Frondranax of the Fugulnari Committee for the Management of Human Affairs with your top of the cycle friendship bulletin. It is the third cycle of glorious day 239 of the Fugulnari Ascension. And here's the news. A terrace cell in data processing center number five was discovered and destroyed today by Fugulnari security. These fraudulent members of the Efficiency Partnership Booster Program are all now in custody and will be humanely transported to a Fuglenari prison as soon as possible. Now, while it pains me to tell you of the foul crimes perpetuated by these malicious double agents, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention, and not only mention, but laud, a very special booster and good friend of mine, John B., it was Booster B who first tipped us off about these phonies, and he should be given full credit and praise for his actions. It just goes to show that when humans and Fukunari work together, nothing can stop us. Now, moving on. We've received your input about the new flavor of and I can assure you that we are... Fairgrounds! Attention Fairgrounds! This is Radio Free Fairgrounds with this cycle's actual news. Here are the facts. Breaking news about Nutrazoom. Resistance research has revealed that it has been chemically formulated to keep the humans drinking it sedated and placid. 
If you wish to remain alert and aware and continue to stand against the Fulnari occupation, do not drink Nutrazoom. We know it can be hard for many of you to find alternate sources of sustenance at the moment. In future Radio Free Fairgrounds broadcasts, we will be updating you on several alien foods commonly available and affordable on the fairgrounds that are both edible by and nutritious to humans. We can't promise all of them will be a taste sensation, but they're all a whole hell of a lot better than a liquid lobotomy. Until then, we will leave you now with a new recording from Delilah Mallory, still an uncharged political prisoner of the Fugulnari after 182 days in solitary confinement, with her rendition of an old earth protest song. Days are dreary. Nights seem long down in fairground stargate just for singing a song. Gods, they smile all the while. They found me guilty without a trial. Plants all around shaking their leaves, penning me up just like. Treat the baddest thieves Pacing the floor In a fool stockade And my poor soul just creeps Cycle and another It was so, so very, very boring. But, well, anyway, you, you should probably just ignore all of that. 
Well, not probably. You should definitely ignore all that. that that's just the resistance for you. A, a bunch of lying mischief makers. No integrity at all. None. Only, only lies. So, so, as, as always, remember to stand somewhere and uh, await further instructions. Until next cycle, Frondernax out. Frost me, she does have a beautiful voice, though. You've been listening to Life with Althar, episode 27. This episode was written by Ian W. Hill for Gemini Collision Works and starred Amanda LaPergola as Mrs. Frontenac, Zuri Washington as D, Barrett Johnson as Althar, John Amir as John B, Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Frawl, Derek Peterson as Stops, Eli Ganeas as HF, and Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle. And also featured... David Arthur Backrack, Ian W. Hill, Jessica Stoya, Linus Gelber, Olivia Baseman, Holly Pocket McCaffrey, Anna Stefanik, Leela Okafor, Lex Friedman, Dean Haspiel, Rolls Andre, and Phil Cruz. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Philip, Lex, Linus, Amanda, and Chris. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration created by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyplots. The entire production is copyright 2021 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But first, why has Stops secreted himself in the green room at the Electric Egg? Could it be his normal disreputable pastime? Or is this something new? And salutations there to my new co-respondency back home on Prang. Pretty firmly fastened that you charm who's sending you this data stick and where it's coming from. But for the times that are as what they be, I'm gonna make all mysterious like with some of the consultation here in see diplomatic and magisterial figure as is or isn't as I may or may not be, there are some frilly friends that seriously have a bodacious lack of proprieties about established interstellar principle and precedent. Our mutual friend has informed me that he knows his own correspondence is being intercepted and well perusaled by spooky photoreceptors, so I shall be using an official diplomatic pouch as you did, which, as you probably do not cognitize as yet, also contains a seriously spiffy little compartment that nobody, but nobody, but certain Zividons who handle our BA deuces know how to access. Still, it takes a plant to spot a plant, yeah? So, I am most notably not the most beloved offspring of a respected family, but if the word of this designated reprobate can move the Grand Duchess to get the rotation greasy, may I just say to her grandiosity, Hi, Mom. Things here in human space are low. Real low, and the descent continues apace. And it is this observer's belief 
that it is not just applicational to the humans if he is any judge, but every non-photosynthetic zood in the galaxy, including the most storied Zibidon Empire. Man, I would swear on this by the ungrudging Baraxadana. That should help you charm how inclined this situation has be. If any of my relations are willing to listen, I'm willing to convey in the most grandiose detail. No, Susan, my twice-tiled photonic pen pal, let me know, similarly quadruple-sealed, what it is my people need to see what has to change, yeah? Oh, for now, Nightfly, I am out of here.